3: opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN.
2: Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers.
0: Guess what day it is. A-
3: the Cardinals win. Cardinals are coming.
4: La 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 la. The Cardinals are
3: coming. la la. The cubbies are going la. Go the Cardinals are Tra-la-tra-la. The Cardinals are coming tra-la,
5: tra-la. Good, good. Are saying... good morning, everyone, and welcome to the opening drive on 101 ESPN. Brooke Grimsley, Super Bowl champ Kerry Davis, not wearing black and gold again today. Look at me. Randy Take it Character me. with you, and we are thrilled because our Cardinals have won five out of six. And here come the Cardinals. Wow. Don't oh.
1: trade anybody. Don't do anything. Buyers, Brooke. buyers.
5: Buyers. Yep. What, what do you say we're
6: going
3: after? Max Scherzer. Okay. Let's well, do it. It's we're, done. We're, we said it here. We're worth it. A game or two The lead here at the first. deadline. Bring him home. There you go. There you Let go. him be your number how, one how, starter how much, for all of
5: the playoff series. How much does he make? It, 43 and a half. Oh, not, not my nothing. money. No. Not well, my money. here's the thing, though. You got a lot of money coming off the books this year. There you go. And he's good. He's really good. He wants to win a World Series for his hometown. So that's my recommendation. Cardinals, I know you're listening. Let's go do this. Rock is having deep sighs over
6: there. He's he's really full. He wants to be the Debbie he, he is definitely day? Is oh,
7: my oh, goodness. You see, look outside. Oh. You can tell by the other <laughs> Gloomy. <laughs> he's I, gloomy I would call it a realism day, oh where, of course, where, you where would. I try to be a real a little realistic, and of course uh, you would I'm on j I, I just think that the pobo's right, and this is it's twenty twenty four baby now, nah, you think he's right, huh? you always say as you always say. Yeah. These guys know so much more about the game than I do, so I should really defer to them. You're, you're always right when you say that, and you know what? I, I'm leaning back on that advice this
5: time. Okay, here's what I'm looking at, though. I'm looking at the Cardinals being down a run, seventh inning, mm-hmm. Nolan Gorman, Cardinal product that Kerry Davis has said, "I am." he's pounded the table, yeah. I am not trading this guy. <laughs> I am not. And here's why. Swing, five ball. Chip with the call on Valley Sports. We are tied 2-2. The Cardinals get great work out of their bullpen. Giovanni Gallegos with a scoreless inning. Jordan Hicks with a scoreless inning. JoJo Romero with a scoreless inning. We go to the bottom of the 10th. Nolan Arenado's last walk-off hit. Well, it's been a while. How about one right here? One ball. No strike. Swanker. The Cardinals win it five to two, the Redbirds winning five of six now. And if you haven't looked at the standings this morning yet. <laughs> oh, weird. Look at us. We are, we us. are coming. Tra-la tra-la. tra-la, tra-la. Look at us. Oh, fourth place and third is in our sights. We are tracking. Oh, yeah. We are we're trending in the right direction. We are. And you know what? Here's the thing about this uh this team it's kind of like a horse race mm-hmm. where uh, th- there's like a stalking horse in front of them called the Milwaukee Brewers and the the, the, the it's kind of like a carrot the, the brewers are just kind of like a carrot and the the cardinals get off to that slow start you know they're just kind of in the middle of the pack or at the back of the pack yeah, for a long back. time but then all of a sudden man we hit that <laughs> turn and here come the cardinals i don't know
1: why you guys don't listen because how many times have we heard that the cardinals are a second half
5: We've we have that. That. We have they get that.
1: hot as the weather gets hot The weather has been kind of hit or miss lately And it's yeah. starting to get a, consistently warmer So it makes sense
5: Brooke, for some stupid reason <laughs> I have kept this little envelope I don't know why I keep a 101 ESPN envelope in my, in, okay. in my book Where I keep my life spots Okay, Last six years Prior to the All-Star break The Cardinals have played 507 ball last six years after the all-star break the cardinals are 256 and 174 that's a 595 clip Mm. they are a second half ball club without question and that is uh 2000 actually 14 15 16 17 18 19 21 20 so that's more than six years i don't count 20 because it was stupid um so, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years, not six. Uh, and 20 was the COVID year. So, that was, I don't count anything in the COVID year. No, those numbers should just be erased from the books. They should put an asterisk. Yeah, no,
1: those aren't real. Nolan uh, are Arnado,
5: if you uh, aren't aware of it, in July, hitting 321, 374 on base, 679 slug, uh, an OPS of 1.053, 44 hits, 24 extra base hits, 35 RBIs, and the desire of Ken Rosenthal to have him traded. <laughs>
1: Um. Do you want to expand on that? Because that was interesting when you told me that this morning.
5: Yeah, Matthew was uh, checking that out. He was on with A.J. Presinsky's podcast, yep. Rosie. Rosie, who is yeah, uh, eh, he doesn't love the Cardinals. Uh, he, he thinks that they should trade their Hall of Famers. Rather than try to get better, he thinks they should trade their best players. It's hmm. intriguing.
7: Yeah, he was on with Eric Kratz and AJ Pruszynski on foul mm-hmm. territory, and, and he pretty much said, you know, it's it's rebuilding time, and uh, that's not. how you that's how you rebuild is you get the biggest haul for mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. names, and mm-hmm. that was the thought process. You see, that's
1: a teardown. That's yeah. not just a rebuild. That's a teardown. Yeah. There's, and there's also a thing called no trade clauses yeah. that he I did, believe.
7: He did throw yeah. out the fact that, that that complicates a move for either of those guys and, and probably hurts their value a little bit, which Maybe. seems like it would kind of. <laughs> a little
5: bit. Did anybody ask him about how well <laughs> the, the horn- have performed since they traded Giancarlo Stanton or how the Red Sox have done since they traded Mookie Betts did anybody ask those questions
7: no. I, think it, I think it needs to be asked of no, Ken they, Rosenthal I actually thought that Ken was being really really soft on 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 oh. Mo in the garden. I wonder if
5: Ken Rosenthal has any idea what the statistics are of teams that have traded former MVPs because they're abysmal Kenny not great no. And I don't care because Kenny's not coming on our station anyway. But he's He's supposed to be an insider. Passing's way better.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, my goodness. I wasn't expecting. At 7.08. 7.08. Your, your time 10-8 check 10-8 brought shots. to
5: you by what? Or uh, uh, Jewelers and officially <laughs> licensed Time check Jones. will <laughs> say uh, your yep. morning slam brought no. to you by Clarkson Jewelers. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> from Keith Randy Larr. this morning. <laughs> uh, so, you yeah. Ken
7: Rosenthal.
5: There you go. Write it down. Keith and yeah, not doing great on the show that, today. That's, just, uh, that's in, the, in the guest booking thing. But no, uh, here's one thing he should know, okay? Ken Rosenthal is a national baseball guy, smart, tied in. He should know that Bill DeWitt Jr. has an incredible appreciation for the statistic that since 1909, you know, it's 2023 right now? It's 2023. So for 114 years, the Cardinals every single season have had a Hall of Fame player in uniform every single year. Yeah. And the Cardinals are very proud of that statistic. That is not a statistic that Bill DeWitt wants to trade away so that he can go 62 and 100.
4: No.
6: Yeah, no. That, that doesn't sound like a, an ideal thing to do. It doesn't no. make any sense. They, they and, and they are playing better. And yeah. and I guess the frustrating thing is you knew... This team had this potential all season long. The players,
5: so are, the names on the back of the jerseys. How long have we said
6: they it? Have, they are the ones that had to come up and play. Superstars have to be superstars in those moments. Nolan Arenado was last night. You got a home run from Brendan Donovan. You got a big hit from, from Nolan Gorman, my guy. I am excited about this team when they're playing well. And when they're not playing well, you, you can you can really see <laughs> what's going to happen. They just—it's yeah. the men on the field that have to perform when the time is presented.
2: Sunshine, lollipops, yeah. and rainbows. Everything that's
6: going One little the dose pool. of reality. Go ahead.
1: Everything we, that happened in the first half of the season.
6: Well,
5: oh, The Dakota Hudson pitches tonight.
1: And He's what's wrong be on with that?
5: Fire. He's going to be on fire. Uh, okay, Dakota Hudson this year, kids. Yes. One and zero with a one point eight zero earned run average. I believe that earned run average leads the National League. If I'm not mistaken, there you
4: go. He's going to be on fire. Uh, am I right? He probably or am I right? Doesn't doesn't how many qualify. innings? Doesn't matter. Uh, doesn't oh, qualify. how many
5: innings? This is Brook. This how is many I, I clicked all players <laughs> rather than qualified. I clicked all players. <laughs> there you go. There I think matters. innings
1: might matter a little bit so. with that, don't that last statistic.
7: Week, last week was, was his first win since September uh-huh. of nice. last year. It was also the first time he's pitched oh, more than three um, innings since well, September t- of me, last year. Let me tell you something, <laughs> okay? July? Let me tell you, okay, let me, let me tell you, let me, okay,
5: let's put a little dose of reality into your little mind, okay? Your little <laughs> mind. <laughs> Hit me with it. Okay, last year in April, okay, Justin Verlander, his first win since the previous uh, July, the the, the the July before. Justin Verlander, what did he do? He went out and won the Sighing Award. Thank you. There you go. That's all we need.
7: Uh, Wait, t- how many times has Justin
5: Verlander won 16 games in his career? Not as many as Dakota Hudson, I don't think. Check those stats. Okay. That and by the way, right. J- Dakota Hudson has a future. Justin Verlander is—he's on the tail end. Yeah, he's—he's yeah, he's, he's had a good career. He has. pretty good. I would take him on my team, yeah, yeah. but I wouldn't trade Dakota Hudson for him. Not right now? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> then I need a starter for the
7: <laughs> Justin Verlander <laughs> has 10-16 Okay, seasons. maybe 10. Still. Oh, there's, Dakota
1: there's, Hudson has one? Okay. There's one. There's some differences, I I believe, that we
5: could point Uh, to. So your your Cardinals are no longer in last place. (laughs) That that is a that's a start. Yep.
6: How how many days were we in last place in the division? Too many. Way Too too many.
5: Too many. Probably more and than my I can uh, remember, my 2023 World combined. Champion Pirates tell us tell us again it's a long oh. season.
1: Hey, they, you can only go up from here, right?
5: If you're Pittsburgh, right. yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think you I might don't be able to go
5: down a little I bit don't know further. That they can. <laughs> I told
6: you earlier this year, my friend called me and was like, they couldn't believe how well the Pirates were doing. The city was buzzing in Pittsburgh. They were so excited, and then now uh, just all just of a it's back, July. <laughs> back to back to the regular scheduled
5: yeah. program. Here we are. It is Hump Day. <laughs> And that means it is Ask Uncle Randy Day. So if you have a question for Uncle Randy or Uncle Carrie or Aunt Brooke, we'd love to have you join us on the text line 314-399-9646, 314-399-YOHO. You need to watch us on the YouTube. We're at 101 ESPN STL, and you can see all of us. And you can see Carrie wearing the white shirt today. I'm wearing a 101 ESPN golf shirt. I I would put my Jordans up that Rock said he's never seen in this color. I don't know why uh, that is. Brooke is wearing oh, so gray that? to reflect <laughs> the outside. By the way, there might be strong storms, but again, there might not because they said strong storms yesterday. I waited for the strong storms, didn't get out on and a bike had- ride until the evening, <laughs> and I never saw them. Uh, and uh, then Matthew Rocchio is here to read your Uncle Randy texts next on 101 ESPN.
2: You're back to the Opening Drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers got a
3: question for uncle randy let him dive into his infinite well filled with wisdom to find you answers text 314-399-9646 it's ask uncle randy on 101 espn
5: i've been around you know it is time for Ask Uncle Randy here on 101 ESPN, and sometimes people have the same questions, the same situations that they're dealing with in life, and we understand that. And if you do send in a text that is to another text, we'll just we'll we'll give you both <sighs> oh, man. the the same answer. Oh,
6: this is one, of my favorite movies <laughs>
7: <laughs> that was God. You, you had to drive. You had, you, had to, you had to take a little bit of a turn there, but the setup. I'm glad. You, I'm glad you did. That was beautiful. Thank you. What
6: kind of a show are you guys putting on here today? A
7: fantastic one, dear yeah. Uncle Randy. I'm planning oh, a beach vacation. Is
5: this great? <laughs> okay,
7: let's go. Uh, dear Uncle Randy, I'm planning a beach vacation for me and my family. Way to brag on us. Uh, would it be better financially to fly and just get a rental while I'm down there, or drive myself?
5: There's nothing like. Time you are better off flying. So, we're, we're talking Destin here.
7: Uh, he just says beach. Okay,
5: let's but just assume this guy. So, I'm assuming De- Destin 10 hours, right? And you know what? Is Destin, it 10 hours? Yeah, like 10 or 12, right? Yeah, yeah. So, sure. yeah, well, family though, are you if you're driving yourself and the rest of the family is flying, drive.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Stop. If, if, if we're all
6: in this car together
5: <laughs> Okay But here's the thing Yes uh, No, I, th- I think having your own car down there And having that bonding time with the family Is kind of valuable So let's go with drive Well, driving there is normally not bad. It's Mm -hmm. the drive back, especially
6: after, Mm -hmm. you know, a long, I don't know how long you plan on being down there. If it's three days, if it's a
5: week, you're going to be fatigued on your way home. And here's the thing. If we're talking like Jupiter, that's a different animal altogether, right? Yeah. So, but Destin, if it's 10 hours or less, drive, Gulf Shores, whatever. But if it's more than 10 hours, fly.
1: I think you mentioned bonding experience. I remember driving to Destin as a wee little girl mm-hmm. and some of my favorite memories is my dad printing out the map quests and mm-hmm. then getting lost inevitably <laughs> and then getting angry. And that's oh. that's great bonding Dang experiences. No,
3: that's, that's, that's yeah. I remember that's it specifically.
1: It was great. <laughs> <laughs> my mom and I would be blasting Shania Twain and my dad get distracted trying to follow the map quest, you know, um, well, directions yeah. that he printed out.
5: Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Kids these the days the old,
1: will the never know. To,
5: no. no.
6: Oh. Printing out four or five pages of yep. paper. <laughs> yep. the, the little trip tick where you just keep flipping. You miss and a and paper turn, turn
7: and then you're left, like, wait a hold minute, on, and you on. To... <laughs> next page. Drove on.
5: Uh, in, in my twenties. <laughs> drove down to uh St. Petersburg when the Cardinals trained down there. Have no idea how I got there or home. Really <laughs> don't. It's unbelievable. Today. You have to pay exactly. attention to signs. Like yeah, you had right. to look
6: at you the were exit focused. sign. Yeah, yeah. You were on the road, eyes
5: up. Yep. Yeah. Who, when they drive down to Florida, by the way, stops at a nut place in Georgia? I do. I do. There's so many nut places in Georgia, either cashews or peanuts.
7: All right. This is one of the best ones we've ever gotten. Okay, good. Uh, dear Uncle Randy, I've essentially blamed my girlfriend for losing my passport during our most recent move. Reasonable. It's <laughs> been oh, months great. now, and from time to time it gets brought up, and I still insisted it was her. I just found it in my work desk. Don't How do this. I navigate these yep. waters from here? No, you, you do go not. get a new passport. Yeah, yep, hell, you, you talking about? Yep, yep you the do. The hell you think this yep, is? Yep. You, you,
5: you, you okay. stand firm. <laughs> yes, you do. You do. You do. Uh, you're talking to a guy. <laughs> Who has emptied out Trash cans looking for lost keys <laughs> Okay and then all of a sudden Oh I wore a suit yesterday <laughs> and they're In the suit pocket mm. You never It's one of the pillars here uh, the, the number two pillar of the show Is deflect blame at all costs <laughs> There you go <laughs> So a yeah, yes. ball guy yeah.
1: that, Maybe you just maybe you, I shouldn't say this this is a bad idea Or maybe I don't know maybe not yeah. Maybe you plant it in an area where it looks like maybe she misplaced.
5: Well, that's not, that's, that's not bad. Dangerous. No, that's not bad either. That's not I'm not bad saying I haven't done this not to yet. my fiance whatsoever. I haven't done this to my fiance whatsoever. I'm proud of you. But, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: at least
5: you ah, have man. the idea planted firmly in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, you do not <laughs> give her the satisfaction
1: <laughs> But if you, if you, you plant no. it where it makes it seem like.
5: Exactly. that she might have put it there. On exactly. do You get know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's some so, big
1: brain stuff. Right yeah, this there.
5: Uh, this is very important. <laughs> I'm just going to get a new passport. You don't give. You do, that's a great I play. That's a, a great play. play. It's such <laughs> a hassle in itself. Never, it's easier to plan. Whatever. Never give her the <laughs> satisfaction. <laughs> You didn't went this far. You, yep. you,
6: you've blamed her
5: for months. Big time.
6: Oh, no. Oh, This He's, has
1: been like an and it will be an ongoing argument. Yeah, well,
6: the, yeah. y- I'm sorry. You know what? So that, the I the I like responsible both. thing yeah. would be to just say, honey, you know what? I made a mistake. I apologize. Yeah. Nope. 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 I like both. That's the responsible yep. thing. But that's
5: not what you're yeah, doing. I got to well, put that out there. That that's just, not what you're going to do. We're not responsible <laughs> in the opening. Brooke, I love your idea. And CD, I love your idea. I think they're both very strong. Yep. I know what,
7: Brooke yeah. I was like, okay, Randy and Carrie taking taking the logical <laughs> taking yeah. the logical, kind of toxic, but not really negative uh, way here of just deny, deny, deny. But then Brooke comes in here just, no, make it as toxic as It's possible. not toxic. It's Planted just, on her. you know, it's avoiding further arguments. Physical gaslighting. <laughs> what, uh, what, what are we saying DC over on the, uh, let's check out. Dear Uncle Randy, this, man, <laughs> the guys are struggling today. Dear Uncle Randy, my girlfriend is currently not working and is waiting for school to start back up. So she is home a lot. She is severely lacking on house chores. How do I kindly tell her she needs to do more?
1: Is <laughs> severely lacking on house chores.
7: Mm. Karen, I would you be- also think this is something that should be said as quickly as possible? <laughs> I, I would honestly, be. you think, right?
5: Yeah. You should. should, here's, you the, should you no, here's the play. <laughs> you have to bring it up. And, and here's the thing. Okay, like. Uh, Babe, I'm going to take the trash out. Can you put those dishes in the dishwasher? Or, uh, babe, I'm going to go out and mow the lawn, if you have that, if you're, if that's one of the places. Uh, can you do me a favor and, and grab this laundry and throw it in the washer? You, what you do is you start, it's the old Tony La Russa punch and pop. You start by saying, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Can you please do this? Mm-hmm. And you put the the onus on her to actually do some of the... Damn Some chores left. in the house. She's we're, we're both lacking. living here, severely lacking. We're both so, living here. Yeah, so fifty-fifty. And so if if you ask, and then it, what what do we get?
1: No, just continue. Okay. This, is, this is about the passport. This is brilliant. Okay.
5: This is- <laughs> okay. But yeah, anyway, I, that's the way I would do it. If you're because you're doing chores anyway, so you, you request on the heels of saying, I'm doing this chore, will you do this chore for me?
1: Yeah. I severely lacking that sounds kind of serious. It sounds, I, I it under- sounds like
5: it's a one way street. Sounds like he's understand. going to work every day.
1: Yeah. yeah, I understand no, that would be frustrating. frustrating is that you come home and things are mm-hmm. messy. Where somebody hasn't moved around. Yeah. The, the somebody said the girlfriend planted the passport at his work.
3: <laughs> oh, she did it. Oh. She's this got is big chess, <laughs> not yes. checkers.
1: Yes. That's even better. Uh, her and I would get along just fine. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think these could get
4: better.
7: I didn't think could get better. But God, these your taxes are delivering today. Daniel while shopping for some camping gear with my girlfriend, we walked by some exercise bikes. My girlfriend pushed over a very. <laughs> Gushed over a very expensive model oh. that she says she would love future birthday or Christmas gift, or is this a trap?
5: No, this is a future birthday or Christmas gift. Yeah. Yes. If she gushed over it and you don't have one in the house, then that is a cool thing to have. Whether it's uh, a Peloton, I know some people uh, like Pelotons, and especially put the CD. Uh, get, getting back into the Peloton thing, nice. I'm a, I'm an outdoor bike guy, love it, and I, I got. I've gotten so many bicycles for birthdays. I remember my first one when I was like 12. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, even now, uh, exercise equipment for Christmas or birthdays is great. And then he, you can use it too. I mean, the, you, can, yeah, right. you can partake it's in it. And, it's, it. and it's not a trap because no. she talked about there how much you she exactly.
1: liked it. Exactly. I think that's maybe what he was worried about is yeah. that it would be a trap where it's like, oh... I got my girlfriend some workout equipment, but I'm not yeah. telling her that she needs to yeah. work out or yeah. anything. She We're, opened the door for that, so exactly. I think that that's what she wants.
5: Vacuum cleaner? No. Exercise equipment. Okay. Unless
1: it's a nice Dyson that she says she wants. Okay. Oh, she nice. says she but wants. A it.
5: microwave. Microwave works. But <laughs> microwave works.
6: Only for a proposal. You did, you did, yeah. 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 That's what he only you, for a proposal. you never knew that no. no. Yeah,
7: yeah, that's how Randy proposed.
1: Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. With,
5: well, the, George George is with the
7: microwave.
1: He proposed with the Beautiful.
5: Thank you. I appreciate that.
4: You. You're on camera.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
7: yeah. Don't, don't
5: go see my reaction it, on YouTube. It, it was when microwaves were new and not everybody had one. And it wasn't just a standard thing in the house. There you okay. go. It was Like a there. like a virtual reality simulator. Eh, that's where, that's where you go in 2023.
7: Okay. Fair enough. Dino Gorani, your cousin CD. I coach youth baseball and recently had tryouts where I had to tell friends their sons didn't make it. And now they're mad at me. How do I handle this? Keri.
6: Hey, brother, I love you. If you don't like it, tell your son, play better. It is what it is. It's, just, it's tryouts for a reason. That means you get rewarded when you are good enough. And you teach your son, and we will have a conversation about hard work, about trying to get better, about the things that need to be worked on. Because in life, you're not going to just get things most times because your father's friend Works for a company. Well, maybe you could, but that's a little bit of nepotism.
5: So, If I'm not mistaken, the greatest basketball player of all time didn't wind cut. up making a sophomore high school basketball yeah, team, right? Mm-hmm. He, he learned from it, didn't he? He went out and got better and then got best. Yeah. And then <laughs> ultimately... His hashtag was be best. Yeah, that was his? Maybe not his. Okay, not okay. his. I thought that was someone else.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Come on, Matthew. Let's get one more. Matthew's saying let's go to a break, and I'm saying, "I'm saying okay, right, we're going we to mess up here. Uh, I like all these.
7: Uh, Dear Uncle Randy, I took my fiancé to Pigeon Forge for her birthday last weekend. But we didn't do anything yesterday on her actual birthday. Oh. How do I tell her that I don't give a damn that her in-laws are mad that we didn't do anything yesterday with them?
5: Mm, this is not good. I would suggest... <laughs> Also, way too many
7: details, buddy. I, I would suggest wait.
5: that this weekend you conduct a birthday celebration for her family. I think that's the, only the right thing to do. I think, by the way, you should have done something yesterday on her birthday.
6: But if you did, yeah. something, if you did over, something on the previous, weekend but you that do, was the actual birthday, meaning presents, spending time, maybe movies, concert, dinner, whatever you did, you actually, other than happy Jerry. birthday, dear, yep. I... Have, hope you have a great one. I'm, I'm, I'm asking Kerry.
5: Well, let me put it this way. <laughs> As the male in a relationship, there is a little quid pro quo here. <laughs>
7: We've talked about this right? in the past.
5: So, uh, a cake or something? Uh, something. Flowers. You got to get something. something for something, yeah. All right, Okay. All
4: right. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Okay. <laughs> you're right.
5: When you're right, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, every birthday. Okay. Every. And you know what, guys? I understand that half birthdays are really valuable too. What? So, yeah, half birthdays. Play that I don't card. think
1: anybody does that, uh, you, but just that showing that you care is that play what you're saying? That card, yes. oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. What?
5: Birthdays are awesome. Show people but you they love have them. Birthdays? Show you show people you love them with happy birthdays. Mm.
1: Did this? So did, is this guy saying they didn't do anything? They didn't for do her anything her for the birthday, but
5: they did. They went to Pigeon Forge and had a great time for a birthday, there you but go. didn't do anything actually on the birthday. But I would say for the in-laws, this weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Do something, have a little barbecue, go out to, to take the in laws out to dinner there's for some, the barbecue. Yeah, breakfast. there's still what? plenty of time. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm, okay. Brooke's still doing Blues. Bro-
4: I'm
6: trying to figure out the in laws portion of it. Well, they, they want to yeah, celebrate was, their daughter's like birthday. A, well, take her out.
7: Well, that's the thing. I guess yeah.
1: they're with them in Pigeon yeah. Forge, okay. is what I'm gathering. Okay.
7: All right. Or maybe well, the in laws just expected him to have something planned because okay. hey, they weren't in on the Pigeon Forge thing. They want to hey, celebrate uh, her birthday. Uh, and celebrate uh, so they're maybe. mad that he didn't have the infrastructure. There got for it. them to do so, and he's like, why, "Why? Why do I have to plan something for your birthday? I did that." Okay, which I'm kind of um, on his side there. Yeah, hey, just, Pigeon
1: Forge, lots nope. of mini golf.
5: Hey, it, there you go. Go see
1: the Titanic.
5: The the birthday and the and, and Brooke, I think you'll <laughs> you'll join me here in saying this. Uh, your birthday isn't over until you say it is, right?
4: Yeah. Thank
5: you. Totally. There, you go. there we go. Coming up, we've got trade rumors from around Major League Baseball. Where are the Cardinals headed with trade rumors? That's next on 101
4: ESPN.
3: Drive Podcast
2: on 101
3: ESPN. Presented
2: by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers.
5: All right, time to take a look at some trade rumors for you, and Mark Feinstand is always all over it at MLB.com, and one of the things that Feinstand says is that the Orioles need relief pitching, and he says Baltimore might seek rotation help as well, but Kyle Bradish, Dean Kramer, and Kyle Gibson have all been pitching well, and the Orioles are hopeful that Grayson Rodriguez can contribute this season. Relievers Felix Bautista and Yenny Eric Cano are both all-stars, but the Orioles could use another solid arm or two to help bridge the gap from the starters to the that one-two back-end punch. He says, Mark Feinstein, that the Orioles' best fit in getting a reliever would be Jordan Hicks. No. Uh Uh-oh. This is a franchise of the Orioles that have nine of the top 100 prospects in baseball. Many of them, like Grayson Rodriguez, are close to Major League ready or, or are already in the majors. If I am the Cardinals, I am looking at a situation like that, where... If I can get a top-level pitching prospect, and I don't know if Jordan Hicks is going to be back, and that's key, I would make that move. But I, if you're the Cardinals, to be responsible, you need to approach Jordan Hicks's representative and say, what will it take to keep you here for three years?
1: Yes, of course. I think that you have to find a way. You're going to try to keep Jordan Hicks, some of the other guys listed as well. Why do you think specifically they're targeting Jordan Hicks out of some of the other relievers that are possibly available?
5: Three words, one, oh, four. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, that yeah. matters. That plays. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, you,
6: yeah. You throw that hard,
5: that plays, which yeah. is why
6: the St. Louis Cardinals would be foolish to allow him. I mean, him there's Chris
1: Stratton that's available. Are they I wanting want a closer Stratton. specifically? Is no, that they're the actually fit?
5: looking at a bridge guy. Okay. And if you could get a bridge guy for a couple of months, if you're the Orioles, you go Chris out and get Stratton. that one. Yeah, I, th- I think you want somebody a little more dominant oh, okay. than that for postseason play. Now, here's another one that Feinstand has. Red Sox starting pitching. Boston's rotation has been battered by injuries, leaving James Paxton, Bram Bello, and Cutter Crawford as its only healthy starters. Chris Sale, Tanner Houck, and Garrett Whitlock could return at some point, though timetables are iffy. Potential fit, Jordan Montgomery for the Red Sox, who used to pitch, obviously, for the Yankees. Hmm. What will we be getting in return? That is a good question, because again, if the Red Sox had close to Major League Ready pitching available, you would think that they would utilize it Mm -hmm. in their pursuit of making the playoffs this year. So my guess is that 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 player, they aren't going to trade Marcelo Mayer, their hotshot shortstop prospect. My guess would be that the Cardinals would get more of a mid-level prospect from Boston in exchange for Jordan Montgomery. I think the, the market for for Jordan Montgomery will be pretty robust.
1: How? What do you guys think the likelihood is of, okay, you trade away Jordan Montgomery or even Jack Flaherty. What's the likelihood for both guys, you think, of being able to possibly still get them back in free agency? Zero. Okay.
5: I
6: agree. Yeah. I, I think if if and when they do leave i don't think they're coming back here I, what
1: about hicks say same situation i, see, I don't hicks. think jordan
6: hicks should leave but i think if he goes free agent he's going to be looking to get paid yeah. a, a massive amount of money going forward and then now you're looking at three pitchers that you would be trying to bring back yeah. two clo- two starters one closer where I, I don't see the cardinals spending that much money on i, all I three agree of those i think guys. it'd be
5: of the cardinals to pursue those guys that they have it's kind of like Trying to keep your own guys in college football or basketball. Uh, Trying to to recruit your own players. I think the Cardinals need to recruit their own guys at the moment. Let me give you one more here. Guardians need an impact bat. And Feinstand writes, Cleveland ranks 27th in the majors in runs scored and 26th in OPS. Numbers that underscore the need for another big bat, specifically in the outfield. The Guardians could opt to deal a med Rosario rather than giving up young, controllable talent. Best fit for the Guardians, according to Mark Feinstand... Tyler O'Neill, Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. If you could get something for Tyler O'Neill, would you be all over it? Yeah. I would. Uh,
1: yeah. 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 And you'll see him Thursday, by the way. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, because he doesn't have a—he he just doesn't have—there's no room for him anymore here. He had an opportunity. Obviously, he started the season off as the was Open Today center fielder and, yeah. and got injured, has been often injured, and so there's really no room for him. You got Jordan— uh, Walker, you got Lars Newbar, you got Dylan Carlson. Maybe, maybe not. You got you got plenty of guys Alec out there I, I, as an option. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean he's he's around, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and then you just drafted an outfielder <laughs> in the
5: first round, right. so eventually he's gonna be yeah. up here and and performing. So now these are all rumors. Can I give you one that's no chance?
4: Mm-hmm. Sure.
5: Fine. Stand writes. Mariners, second baseman. Seattle ranks in the lower half of the league in runs scored, home runs and OPS. So adding a bat figures to be GM GM Jerry DiPoto's focus this month. Second base would be a good place to start because Colton Wong has been a huge disappointment in his first season with the Mariners. Seattle has young pitching to trade, so perhaps a deal with the Cardinals to land both an infielder and an outfielder would make sense. Potential fit, Brendan Donovan
1: no he's not going anywhere he's not going anywhere and that's what i was saying is that his play recently if anything makes it more of a case of why you need to keep him he's a he's a piece that you have for 2024 and moving on for the cardinals and at the same time you feel a little bit better at least about moving on from some of the other position uh, players because of brendan donovan's ability at the plate and with whatever position you put him in
6: i think Brendan Donovan is is available. I think Dylan Carlson, obviously Tyler O'Neill. You got a few guys because of the the value
4: is that and what the, you're
6: the saying? value, and you have more people at those positions. You got enough middle infielders, and you believe Mason Wynn is on his way here soon. If you don't get uh, trade Paul DeYoung, you got four guys still that can play that spot. So I don't know that he's going to be. He, his value is extremely high, especially talking about Brendan Donovan because of how he's played the last you know, 10, 15, 20 games, he's done an outstanding job.
5: Much like Nolan Gorman, though, if I'm going to trade Brendan Donovan, I need a front-of-the-rotation starter. Uh, Like I said, I would trade Gorman in a deal for Dylan Cease. I, I would have to get George Kirby, and I might i only go one for one. And mm-hmm. it would take Kirby from the Mariners for me to trade them Brendan Donovan.
1: Yes, it would have to be something that makes sense, that completely fills that void of what you're going to be looking for as you are in this kind of gray area with Jordan Montgomery and Jack Flaherty and what that's going to look like moving forward for the Cardinals because you still have to have a number 1 guy in your starting rotation moving forward. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I found interesting, speaking of trade rumors and stuff, have you guys been following with the Reds? The Reds obviously need starting pitching. They're in a very similar situation and it seems like a lot of the trade rumors that we're following with the Cardinals, the Reds are as well. They're being attached in talks with the White Sox. What do you think that that's going to look like moving forward? Because the Reds really, really, if they want to continue to make this push, especially to win the division or at least get back to the top of the division, they need starting pitching.
5: This is one of those situations where the Cardinals and Reds are completely different because the Reds are desperate. We hate to say this, but the Cardinals make the playoffs so much that they aren't desperate. But the Reds, they made the playoffs since 12, except for maybe the COVID year. But they haven't been legit since 2012. It's been more than a decade since they've been legit. And last year, you had the owner's son saying, well, where else are you going to go right, <laughs> yes, on, on opening it. day? So you need to reconnect with your fans. So I would And their w-
1: fans have showed up yeah, so much and, and, to all uh, these different... I mean, because of the way they're playing, you have Ellie De La Cruz right. and his playing. Yeah. It feels like you have to add something if you're the Reds.
5: And they have prospects. So if I were the Reds, I would be inclined... And it's, I, I still can't figure out how they're good. I mean, go look at the, the Reds' statistics. Figure <laughs> out for me how they're good. But I would... Try to make a. I, I would try to take a shot because you only get this Ellie De La Cruz first year excitement one time. All
6: oh, right, good. I mean, they've lost six in a row.
5: Yeah, they have. They're
6: three and seven in their last yeah, they, ten. They, yeah, they, they're. What do you say? Kind of scuffling. Yeah. Right. They, right. But it, 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 they are they are starting pitching. Brooke, you talked about it a couple of weeks ago. They're starting pitching in the ERA in the first inning. How oh poorly God. they have yeah. been performing. They are looking for that as well. I mean, you got <clears throat> two teams in the division, both looking for starting pitching, and it may come down to that. You know, to see who's going to be able to push for that for that playoff spot.
5: And the cool thing is, is that the Cardinals have those two starters. It's going to be a real seller's market for Flaherty and, and Montgomery.
6: Do you think that there's any chance that the Cardinals just continue to win at the rate that they are, and the the front office says, you know what, we know we're going to lose these guys in free agency, but we have an opportunity now, because now we're three games out of first place in the division. The hell with next year. Obviously, we got to go find free agents and find guys in the offseason anyways to be starters. Do you think there's a chance that they do not trade Jordan Montgomery and Jack Flaherty and just ride it out and try to get a championship? No, if I, they I, are... If, Again, you have to be within, I believe, you know, less than five games.
5: I got a great sense of self-awareness from Mo the other day that this team, and I told you guys, and this is the way I feel, don't believe anything you see from this club because this, what you're seeing here is kind of a mirage. Not that they're bad players, but when there's no pressure, teams are different. And especially for a team like Miami, which is starting to feel a little bit of heat for the first time. I don't think this Cardinal team can play in September. I, I don't think they're good enough to be a September team, a, I, a good September team.
1: And if there's one thing I'm going to believe with what Mosealock said recently, one thing that mm-hmm. I will agree with him with is that they are looking ahead to 2024. I think you have to think about that because then it looks absolutely silly. And imagine how frustrated Nolan Arnauto is going to be even more so yeah. if you don't actually build, continue to build around this core yeah. for next season. I think
6: he'll be more frustrated if you have a chance here this season. And you trade away those two guys, meaning you are you are with well within reach of, you know, the Milwaukee Brewers, you've passed up the Cubs, you've passed up the Reds and you're well within reach of reaching that top seed in the division. And you just say, okay, we're going to punt at this point. That to me would be more frustrating than not building for the future of next year. They're 10 games out. So they let's, are. I, I let's, well, let's just see. But we talked about it. They got the Cubs coming yeah, up. They're the three three up. games it's behind them. It's they, they will be in third by this time
5: next week. Then, oh, we're just rolling. <laughs> oh, oh I, I, I love the comments.
4: Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything
5: that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. Uh, we got... Uh, we, we, we got, got
4: beautiful voices.
5: Thank you, yeah. we got Take It or Leave It coming up. <laughs> so all you need to do, if you'd like to participate, is give, get your text in to the Air Comfort Service text line, and that 314-399-9646 399 ho. <laughs> yes, Take It or Leave It next on 101 ESPN.
2: You are back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. It's time for Take It or Leave It.
3: Want to say something? Want
0: to put it out there? If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, set it right back. Get your text
3: into 314 399 9646
0: and give us your Take It
2: or Leave It. Brought to you by Gloria Lou Realty. Visit GloriaHasTheBuyers.com and start packing.
0: That's my final offer. Take it or leave it.
5: rimsley and carrie davis and uh, matthew rockio i'm randy Kirkker time for Take it or leave it here on 101 espn and uh, guys we were just talking about this during the break and i believe we had a, a texture that checked in as well uh Cincinnati Reds' attendance this year is up 26%, and they have had eight sellouts this year. Take it or leave it, that great Cincinnati fan base has been reawakened by one guy, Ellie De La Cruz. Oh, Oh, I would
1: go. I would go for that.
5: You
6: got a guy that can run that fast, hit the ball that hard. And that far and play defense like he does. Yeah, he's amazing. And just
1: his speed, his athletic ability. That's something I would love to see in person. And it makes sense for Reds fans going from last season. What was it around like 9000? Maybe it was like Mm -hmm. an average for the game. And then you have an uptick. It's nowhere near Bush Stadium numbers, of course. But when you're actually putting a product out on the field, that's worth going out there and seeing. It makes sense why people are going to show up to that. Yep. It's kind of like how you're already seeing Jordan Walker jerseys. I mean, I remember before yeah. the season started, I was already seeing young kids walking around with Walker jerseys because having a young athlete like that that's so exciting gets everybody else excited.
6: It is. Yep. Yep. So, Draymond Green was on the Pat Be- Pat Bev podcast talking about his uh Punch and saying, you know, you don't just punch people for no reason. One word (laughs) isn't going to cause me to punch. It's not going to trigger me to punch one of my teammates, which led Anthony Poole, Jordan Poole's father, to chime in. Basically saying that, calling Draymond some names and saying that he didn't apologize to me and my wife. And, you know, he can meet me anytime he wants. Take it or leave it. If Anthony Poole's son had that much vigor, we wouldn't even be in this position. Uh, I'll take that, yeah. (laughs) You might want to defend yourself. Put your dukes up, brother. Don't don't (laughs) when somebody here's a here's a fair warning. When someone starts walking towards you and you already are having a confrontation, he's not coming to talk. It's coming to punch <laughs> put your hands up or punch
5: yeah. back yeah, you, great teammate if you
6: don't get knocked out you can't yeah. punch back if you're knocked out
1: take I mean. it or leave it i don't know if you guys have seen we're, we're excited to see what's going to happen with hard knocks and the jets and all that but according to adam Schefter, there's a report out right now that the jets don't believe that it's going to be humane to show players being released but here's the thing okay wait wait, wait one second oh. Take it or leave it. They should show that. And this is going to be my argument. I understand that it's a very emotional and personal thing, but sometimes I think people really forget that these are human beings, that they have emotions, that... It's okay to show emotions and I think that sometimes getting that understanding out there of what this is for a person that they are a real human being and this is what it's like to experience this could actually benefit the players in some ways.
6: Uh I'm leaving it because I think you can get that same uh, point across showing the guy walking into the room, showing him no longer there. I mean, you know he got cut. I don't think you necessarily have to have cameras in the room showing the conversation, showing guys emotions because that for me I I told you I've never watched an entire season of Hard Knocks because I cannot it's I cannot watch people getting cut this is I mean, PTSD? Yeah, this is something you've done. Some people have been playing football since they were five, six, seven years old. And now you're 22 years old and you've been playing this thing. You've been doing this one thing your entire life. You finally get to the point where you dreamed about and then it's cut in an instance. And you don't know if you're ever going to be able to do that thing that you loved again in life. And that is a real moment. That is a hard thing to process for a young player, for an older player. It, it doesn't matter who you are. That is something that when you are no longer doing that, it, it takes time to process that and get over that. And to have that moment showed in real time, I don't think that's good.
5: All right. Uh, to your texts, the text line open 314 399 Yo! Matthew, what do we got? Take it or leave it. The Cardinals need a theme song for this second half yes.
7: run. The heat is on. Was perfect. We need one just as good.
5: I'll take it. <clears throat> Got to come what up with that, a song. What would that song be? I don't know. Okay. Cool. What's when's the last play. time Nelly came out with something new? Maybe he needs to come up with something new. That's a minute. A good question a while. Remember Cardiff,
1: when man. he did the country music crossover? Yeah, yeah. with uh, girl. Yeah, Florida
5: Georgia line, right?
7: No, Tim McGraw. It was Tim, Tim McGraw. McGraw. He did, well, he, he did Florida oh, Georgia Line. Did he do Florida Georgia He did, Lane did, he did he a, a song, did a song with I don't, him. I didn't know that. That was like yeah. back, like uh, is that like 2015? Yeah, about but that. But Tim yeah. McGraw, the one with Tim
1: McGraw, was iconic. Okay, over yeah. and over. Is that?
7: Yeah. A, He's yeah. yeah. uh, he done
5: yeah. a, he
6: a lot
7: of. He's done a lot of collaborations. Shout out to Sterling K. Brown, who was the match ball presenter at City on Saturday. Yeah, I saw that. And he had a band aid. He walked oh, out with nice. the Band-Aid over Good. his eye, and I was like, man, that's to come, up this, to come up to this game is one thing. To put the Band-Aid on is another thing. Then to walk over to the supporter section and wave a flag around is, as fans that's cheer. Cool. Sterling K. Brown is the real St. Louis, and I love him for that. Uh, take it or leave it. The St. Louis Blues will have a better offseason than the Cardinals have a trade deadline.
1: Better off season. Leave it.
7: I'm going to okay. leave. <laughs> well, well it
3: Because we're talking it. We're,
1: we're pretty much... Essentially done with blues the blues off done. season. Yeah. I mean so there's not Kevin much Hayes. there's not any cap space.
5: Right. Leave yeah, Kevin it. Hayes Sean McKecker bringing Sonny back. Okay, so those are your three. I'm gonna leave it too. I'm
1: right. gonna leave it. I think that there will be some interesting moves made.
5: I do. It'll be fun. August first is the trade deadline. So he says take
7: it or leave it Paradise City for the song.
5: So I'll take it. Can we wow, play that it? Was quick. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know that one.
1: <laughs> I think maybe if I heard yeah, it.
6: How does it
5: go?
7: Take, take,
5: take it down it to the paradise. paradise. Yeah. Yeah. On, oh, now. okay. Okay, yeah, let's sing it. Okay, we just played it.
4: <laughs>
7: take it. Take it or leave it. Randy's going to be the loudest cheering fan for tonight's MLS All-Star game when they take on Crocky's yes. Arsenal. Take it. Take it. Yeah. yeah. How happy you, would you be if Tim Parker would oh. score a goal against Arsenal I'll, I'll today? I'll give him a hug. Randy, we, yeah. we we don't want to forget
6: that we do have a a tattoo bet on the line if the Cardinals were to if win, if the the Cardinals win the yes. World
5: okay. Series. If the Cardinals win the World Series this sure. year, uh, so Nelly you, released uh, a
1: whole country uh, album last year.
5: Last year, no, what? Last year. There we go. Let's do it. There's our song right
7: there. We'll uh, find one. Take it or leave it. The Cardinals go nine and three the rest of the month and become buyers at the deadline. Take it, Rant, Carrie. That that would be <laughs> Carrie. That'd be thirteen and five. Is that good enough for you? Nah. Okay. Nah. Uh,
6: the way they're going
7: now, winning
6: every game is what I need to see.
5: Hold on. Let me let just me, check here. They already you. lost like, one. Let let me me like just 14 check. straight yeah, to hit pretty pretty 18 out of the okay. one. Pretty much. I am going to the Cardinals 40 man <laughs> roster and I'm searching, 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 scrolling, 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 looking for a number 31 and I don't see a number 31 among the the Cardinals, why would they have left 31 open? Maybe for the same reason they left 28 <laughs> open before they acquired Nolan Arenado? Uh, hmm. Hmm. Bring him home. <laughs> Bring him home. Bring him home. Well, we'll see.
7: So he says, take it or leave the Cardinals need a home run dugout celebration item because every other team does.
5: Nah, no, they have one. Is, is that burger phone? Burger phone? Yeah. That's
7: nah, good enough. Nah. We they
6: need, need something after the home run. Like okay. the burger phone is... Pre home yeah. run. You need something like they have most teams have a line that they go down and they got a hat on and they got something on. It looks really fun. You gotta find something Saint Louis. Maybe maybe an emos box. Maybe you hand them an emo's box and you open it up. How about a toasted know. rav hat. Toasted Rav. Something something that represents Saint Louis.
1: Or there's an arch and they go underneath it. Oh. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Okay. Something something
5: they got to find
6: some creativity in that. In I that. think
5: they've reached the point of stupidity with those things. <laughs> I love it, it because it keeps fun. you engaged. It keeps you – you're excited
7: about your teammate doing something. something awesome. Seattle's looking for a second baseman. They're yes. also looking for outfield help. Uh-huh. Take it or leave it. You get 2-1 with Tommy
5: Edmund. Mm. <laughs> he can't play both positions at the same time, though. <laughs> it's the only problem. How would Wonger feel about being replaced by Edmund twice?
1: Oh, yeah. That that would be a painful thing. I don't
5: think they're worried about Colton's feelings at this point.
6: Uh, I don't think they they're are looking either. for it. They're yeah. in the market and said they're yeah. looking for Yeah, well, you, you got to hit 200 before you can have feelings. Here's the thing. You know when you're about you to be replaced,
4: 200. too. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know.
6: You're like, know, I'm kind of stinking it up right now. It might be hey, trade rumors, huh? Okay. I can respect it.
5: Uh Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Randy. We appreciate your texts. And coming up next here on 101 ESPN, today's fresh take. What's the mindset of players as we approach the deadline that's coming your way on The Opening Drive on 101 ESPN?
2: You're back to The Opening Drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers.
3: A fresh perspective on the day's top stories. It's the opening drive's fresh
2: take. Brought to you by Schnucks Rewards. Reward yourself. Earn 2% back on every purchase with the Schnucks Rewards app.
5: Happy National Hot Dog Day. It's <laughs> 8.03. Your time check brought to my Clarkson Jewelers and no, officially you're How
6: long ago did they send out the uh, the message that we would have hot dogs? Uh, probably a couple of weeks ago, how, Carrie. How, does that happen often around here? Every
5: time. Okay. okay. Every time we have a big event. Yeah. We, Rock, do like, you have
1: anything to say about yep. that?
4: Rock.
5: I love rock. rock. National rock. Hot Dog Day is a big event. I
7: love, the the re- reason why I, I love, love, love Hopper because National Hot Dog Day is a big thing. No, He'll that's not what you want to talk about.
4: about.
6: Anything. Yes. He could be wrong, yes. he could be right, but he, he has a he has a he has a point and he's gonna get his point across no matter if you like it or not. <laughs> And pot. I, for, for pot that, I, pot I Kettle.
3: I, I, oh. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no,
6: no. No. no, no.
1: Now, when I'm wrong, I, hey, you know no, I was wrong.
6: Here,
4: rock, so. rock, this is a tad bit different because you just told
1: Randy. Randy, how long have you been here?
5: So I helped build the station. I came here, Brooke, in the fall of 2008. <laughs> oh, okay. And I helped build the station. So for we a wow. Yeah, we okay. went on on January 1st, of 2009. Okay.
1: Uh-huh. And so you might know how the yeah, emails go go when it comes to food and then and then rock over here said no (laughs) no that's not what
4: happens
5: (laughs) so uh, anyway steve's hot dogs is bringing hot dogs by hubbard radio today and we're excited about it thanks to our management for celebrating national hot dog day And for Steve's hot dogs. And oh, by the way, we should note that in addition to it being a National Hot Dog Day, hopefully somebody's bringing in daiquiris because it's National Daiquiri Day, (laughs) too. It is. So hopefully that will be the combo that makes all of us on the radio better today. I have a question.
1: Mm. How did they decide, like, what do you need to pass in order for something to be like a national something day? Apply for it. it. Can you just claim it and then it just goes out that way? Yeah,
5: pretty cool, huh? Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder how the cardinal young players for people like Brendan Donovan who hears his name in trade rumors or or Nolan Gorman. It's it's one thing and let's just throw people like Arnato and Goldie out of this. They have no trade clauses. They've both been traded before and they know they aren't being traded because all they have to do is say, I don't want to be traded and they aren't traded. So they don't have to worry about the emotion of having their names brought up in trade talks. But it is difficult for young people like Dylan Carlson or Nolan Gorman or Brendan Donovan who've never been through the process and don't know what the heck's going on to deal with it. Last year, right before the deadline, Dylan Carlson and Nolan Gorman were told that they weren't going to be traded. My guess would be right now that they have not been told whether or not they're being traded
1: well and dylan carlson mentioned that was that that was
5: a couple days ago, couple
1: day, ago yeah a couple of days ago dylan carlson mentioned because he was asked you know you were able to have that conversation with the cardinals and john Moselock when in regards to the juan soto trade this time is there any dialogue and he said so far there hasn't been any dialogue and you could tell just based off of the article that john didn't wrote and some others as well because the tv cameras weren't around during that conversation with dylan carlson that it was something that was weighing on him heavily but to his credit it seems like he's actually using that as motivation out there for his performance. If you even look at yesterday, the, he had like, what was it? Two great catches mm-hmm. in center field and in a great performance also on Monday at the plate. That's what you just kind of have to do. You have to comp- comp- part, Wait, no, compartmentalize. compartmentalize. There
6: we go. I, I I would say, first of all, I think. We've talked about this. Dylan Carlson is their best center fielder. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Tommy Edmund is very is a close second, but he doesn't have the arm strength to play that position at a high level, in my opinion, as as well as Dylan Carlson does. The hardest part about being a professional athlete is not knowing what's next. Yeah, we talked about it with Hard Knocks. Not knowing if you're going to have another job once you're cut. When you're in the being talked about in, in trade rumors, it, it's so much more than just. The sport itself—it's so much more than just baseball. If you have a family, do I leave my wife and kids in the city that I'm just was just playing in and move to the new city? Do I bring my family with me? What? Where are we gonna live? Where are my kids gonna go to school? It's the summertime, so baseball is a little bit easier in terms of that transition. You're not moving in the middle of the season uh, during a school year, but. It's still a lot of moving parts for people when you're trying to decide or figure out where you're going to be next. And that can weigh on you. We talk about Mm -hmm. a lot. I talk a lot about the the mental aspect of the game because that is more important than your physical talent. You guys have talent for days. There are so many guys that are so talented, but mentally they can't get over certain humps, and they don't show that talent. When you are worried about what's next in your personal life, it's oftentimes hard to be the best person you can be on the field because there are so many things going on that you're worrying about and you're unable to compartmentalize for that two and a half, three hours and just dial it in because, hell, where am I going to stay? I got to pay two mortgages now. Mm -hmm. It's so many life things that take place that it can be hard and it can weigh on a
5: player. I would hope that the veteran Cardinal players, Wayno, who will join us, by the way, at 930 today, and Nolan Gorman, or Nolan Arenado, rather, and... Paul Goldschmidt, Wilson Contreras would go to the young players like Dylan Carlson and Arenado and, and Carlson are tight and say, look if you hear your name, just remember if you get dealt, somebody really wants you yeah. That's the the way that you have to and look then at it. And it's a business. Right.
1: Uh, and that's what you've heard, Nolan, even, even when he was just talking, remember during the mm-hmm. All-Star break, uh, talking about what he thinks about trades. The way that he addressed it, I think, is I hope something that him and Paul Goldschmidt talk about with the younger players mm-hmm. is at the end of the day, this is a business, it's not personal. It's not personal. It's more about, well, in some ways, it could be a little personal. We have seen where it can be personal, but for the most part, these are business decisions, and it's a good thing that people are wanting you. And I I do understand though how much that just weighs on a player especially when you're in the position the Cardinals are in right now where there's so many trade rumors. Oh, and by the way, they're probably on social media the young yep. Cardinals players and they see everything. They but, get tagged and everything. They they're fully aware right. of where their name is being, you know, moved around.
5: And if you're a young player like Dylan Carlson and you feel like you haven't been given a consistent opportunity, which he hasn't, all you need to do is look at the American League All-Star team, mm-hmm. right? And say, well, you know what? That Randy Rose Rain that could be me. That's Adoles Garcia didn't have give, a give him an opportunity. Yeah. That could be me. I think that's the way. If I were a young Cardinal player, that I would look at it. And nobody wants to leave their first franchise. It broke no. Harrison Bader's heart to get traded from the Cardinals. But sometimes it does wind up being the best thing for you.
6: Yeah, it, it can be. And um, but like you said, Brooke, you're you're looking at social media. You're getting calls from your oh. your mother, yeah. father, your aunts and uncles. What's going on every day? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not holding. I'm not withholding state secrets here. I don't know. And so. Yeah, it's a frustrating time for these young men when their name is potentially being listed as, as possible trade pieces because you just don't know. And the fact that he and they are still able to perform at that level really should be a testament to their character and how well they're going to be. If they end up somewhere else at their next stop.
5: and but I have to believe that there is a method to the madness with a guy like Jordan Montgomery specifically, who's a Scott Boris client. And if you get traded at the deadline, the team that acquires you cannot present a qualifying offer. So you are a true unrestricted free agent. There is no... Uh, compensation for the team that signs you having Mm -hmm. to give up. The Cardinals had to give up a second round pick to sign Wilson Contreras because he got a QO qualifying offer. If you get traded, you can't get a qualifying offer. So that's one of the things that I'm sure that Boris and Montgomery and maybe even Jack Flaherty and his representatives are looking at is that they're going to become free agents and they want to be free, free agents. So Mm -hmm. the best thing for them might be to spend two months with uh, or three, if you get to play October with another franchise. That is Carrie. that is Brooke, I am Randy, and that's today's Fresh Take here on 101 ESPN. Coming up at last week's MLB Draft, CBC's Nizan Zanatello was the 50th pick overall in the second round by the Red Sox. He joins us next on 101 ESPN.
2: You are back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers.
5: Welcome back to the opening drive on 101 ESPN. Kerry Davis, Brooke Grimsley, Randy Carricker. great to have you with us. And great to go to the celebrity line and CBC's Nizan Zanatello, a second-round pick, 50th overall by the Red Sox. He joins us now from Fort Myers, where he's getting his pro career started. Nizan, thanks so much for taking some time, and congratulations. How are things going?
8: Thank you, man. I appreciate you guys. Everything's going great. Uh, the last few weeks, I've been kind of busy. Sorry it's taken me this long to get on here with you guys, but... As of right now, no complaints, man. No complaints at all.
1: So, Nizan, just take us through this journey because you were in Seattle when you were selected and it was the Red Sox that you were going to. Just take us through going to Seattle. We saw your family there, that whole process and what it was like.
8: Yeah. So, first, like, leading into Seattle, uh, my mom wanted to have a grad slash draft party because, you know, like, we didn't really know when I was going to get drafted. So, it was kind of just like a thought, you know, the then going to combine, draft combine down in chasefield and Phoenix. I really improved my stock there in the interview process, so I got home and got an email saying that I was invited to go to Seattle for the actual draft, and that meant something good, you know, it was a high chance I went first day. So told my dad, he was like, you know what, why not? Like, let's go to Seattle so we can cherish it and, and experience it firsthand. you know. But then after that, we got to Seattle. There was a lot of nerves going on, real happy, real excited, real scared because I didn't know where I was gonna go. You know, there was 70 picks the first day, so I could go anywhere from. One to 70, you know, so it was very, very exciting, very scary at the same time. But then just being able to walk that stage and interact with the crowd, um, the news reporters that were there, be on MLB Networks, that was all just so surreal. It was a dream come true. I remember, I didn't remember where I was. I put the hat and jersey on and I just smiled. You know, like I couldn't do anything else but smile. I
1: <laughs> just zoned out for a minute. It, it was a great moment to see on TV. It was great seeing your mom, your dad, and your sister there. Did you know that the Red Sox were that interested in you? Because I remember when you were in high school, you had a lot of scouts come around and watch you and talk to you.
8: Yeah, I did not know that they were that interested, but I did know they were interested for sure because the Red Sox were actually the first team to reach out and scout me. Um, I remember the area scout, Alonzo Wright, he was at everything super early. like He was the first scout to come watch a practice by himself. Um, It was our first practice in the winter in, like, February. We were in the basketball gym. He was in there, the first one there. Coach Horn said he got to the door to open the door, and somebody was there asking if I was going to come to practice today. So it was like just having that there is really a great feeling.
5: Nizan, take us inside the the green room at the draft. You've had 49 picks. You mentioned that it's kind of a scary proposition. Your family is there. What was the emotion when you got picked, not only for yourself, but for everybody else in your family?
8: It was just like a huge sigh of relief, you know, like the wedge finally over, like the buildup can finally break down, you know, because there were 49 picks before me. A lot of my friends got picked before me. A few of my friends were in the green room and exited the green room before me. And it was just a great feeling to see an get drafted, but even better feeling for me to get up from that green room and walk the stage.
1: And then what happened after that? Because as you, as you mentioned, we've been talking to you and following this whole journey. So you get drafted. What happens immediately after that? I know I saw interviews. And you went to the All-Star Game, too.
8: Yeah, I did. I got I went to the Home Run Derby and All-Star Game. Um, I actually met Marshawn Lynch and Zach Levine at the Home Run Derby, which is pretty cool. Um, but then after that, it was kind of just like straight to business. Like I got home. I got back to the hotel that night after the draft. And immediately, was getting phone calls and emails, having to sign terms and contracts, and talk to my advisor about certain things. So it was kind of just like, now let's get to work. You know, like the dream's over. Like, like the dream has come true finally. So now it's time to get to work and fulfill it.
5: Nizan, you've got a couple of CBC guys in the majors, and Jake Berger with the White Sox, Matt Vierling with Detroit. Had you had any contact with those guys as you prepared for the draft?
8: Uh, I remember sophomore year. Whenever uh, CBC went to state my sophomore year, um, right before we left on the bus, Coach Horn uh, FaceTimed Jake Berger. He kind of passed the phone around. He kind of gave us a little words of wisdom, like what to do, um, just stay calm, whatever, whatever. And then uh, I never talked to Matt Vierling uh, firsthand, but lead, like just going through the process, Coach Horn reached out to me a few times and said Matt Vierling said he's rooting for me and pulling for me and wishes nothing but the best. So I guess I've had contact with those guys, yeah.
1: For people who haven't seen you play, you're a five-tool player, very talented. I know that you've pitched before. You played shortstop over at CBC, but also you can play in the outfield. What is your kind of five-year plan and what you hope to accomplish with the Red Sox organization?
8: Yeah, so the Red Sox have me on a 50-50 plan. Uh, I'll play half the games at short, half the games in center field uh, for for the first little fall league we'll play here. We'll see where that takes me, but for the longer, I think I'll stick at shortstop for sure.
5: Nizan, who was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old Nazan Zanatello's
8: guy? Who was your baseball player growing up? I loved watching Albert Pujols. Um, I went to a a David Breeze camp at Lafayette. I really loved anybody on the Cardinals, dude. Like, I was a huge Cardinals fan growing up.
5: That's so cool. And as a shortstop, was was there a shortstop you watched?
8: Yeah, growing up, I played third base, so I loved watching uh, Manny Machado. Mm -hmm. He was my favorite player for a while. Then we got Arenado, so that was, like, even better you know, as far as shortstop, I love watching Trey Turner, and now I like watching uh, Jeremy Pena a lot.
1: And how excited are you for just this new journey? I know that you were planning on going to Arkansas. Obviously, things have changed now. But how excited are you for this journey and how big this is going to be, going from high school, just going ahead and starting your pro
8: career? Yeah, I'm super excited because it just gives me a kickstart rather than um, going to college for three years, kind of getting ahead of the ball and now is really just the biggest thing for me um getting that three-year head start um i honestly can't <laughs> like it's now it's just my life you know like i'm doing this every day day in day out like i said i spent maybe two days back in st louis since i've been drafted so i went from seattle to st louis for a day st louis to boston boston back to st louis for a day to pack and now i'm here in Fort Myers. so it's like it's all the ripping and running like it's all it's all gonna be worth it in the end you know
5: CBC's Nizan Zanatello, second-round pick of the Red Sox, 50th overall with us on 101 ESPN. Uh, Nizan, Brooke mentioned that you're a five-tool player. What's the strongest part of your game as you start your pro career?
8: Honestly, I think just my arm and bat. Um, The fielding can definitely improve a little bit in the infield and outfield, but right now I think my best two tools are my speed and my bat.
5: And what happens in Fort Myers? What's this next couple of weeks going to be like for you?
8: Yeah, right now I'm on the uh, progressional plan, just getting back in baseball shape, back in game shape. I'm going to meet with their biomechanics team, their sports science team, and they're going to get a plan together for me to uh, prepare to get back into gameplay. So that how long that takes depends on me. It can take a week, it can take a month, but depends on how well I do in the training camps and all that stuff, so... Should be fun. How
5: familiar are you with the the biomechanics and the tools that you'll be able to use? Did you have those at CBC or any of the the clinics or or places you were here in St. Louis?
8: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Not really too much in St. Louis, but there were a few, like, workouts I went to and tournaments I've been to, showcases, et cetera, where I've had access to the catapult vest, hit tracks, blast motion, track man, you know. So all that stuff was definitely very familiar equipment.
5: That stuff is unbelievable, isn't it?
8: It's so unreal.
1: Also, you have a high baseball IQ. I think that's something that needs to be mentioned as well. High, high baseball IQ, and that's just continued to grow over the years. So we're so so excited just to see
8: where your career will go. Thank you guys so much.
5: Hey, Nizan, we got to ask this one though. What was the yeah. name of your first little league team?
8: <laughs> the St. Louis Red Sox, coached by Brad Boshin.
0: Oh <laughs> wow! <laughs> How about
5: that? So uh, was that one of the first things you thought of? Hey, this was just meant to be.
8: No, That was the first thing I thought of. Not one of them. That was (laughs) the first thing I thought of. Uh, Immediately my mom sent me a picture of me and my old Red Sox team together. I was like, I got to post this. Like, it's just a new beginning.
1: Nice. We're so excited for you and excited for your family, Nas.
8: Thank you. I was excited for myself.
5: Great. Have a great time, and we'll be watching as your career progresses, and hopefully not too long down the road, we'll see you with the Red Sox right here in St. Louis at Busch Stadium. Wouldn't that be fun? That'll be fun. It'll be great. Nizan, have a great time. Thanks so much for the time. We'll talk to you soon.
8: No problem. Thank you guys for your time. That is
5: Nizan Zanatello, the second-round pick of the Boston Red Sox, 50th overall, and he is quite a prospect. He's going to be either a third baseman or a shortstop at the major league level. He has bit, the ability to play both, and he's in a good spot there with Boston. They've got a really good developmental system, and he'll wind up being a, a really good player. By the way, if you didn't see, last night, 12 teams scored double-digit runs. It was the biggest scoring day yesterday. In modern Major League history, trailing only 13 teams scoring that many runs, double-digit runs, on July 4th, 1894. The Cubs topped the scoring by routing Washington 17-3, and Arizona beat Atlanta 16-13. So just an amazing offensive outburst last night in baseball. It's fun to go through the box scores after a day like that, a record-setting day in big league baseball. It's the opening drive on 101 ESPN. Brooke Grimsley, Super Bowl champ, Kerry Davis, Randy Carricker. And coming up, we need a fighter for the fight. All you need to do is text in to 314-399-9646, 314-399-YOHO. I'm, I'm the only one doing the yoho here. And just text your, the word fight with your name in, and perhaps you can fight me next on the opening drive on 101 ESPN. <laughs>
3: Back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN.
2: Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Welcome to the fight!
6: David's joined by Brooke Grimsley, and it is time for the fight, and our fighter today is J.R. J.R., how you doing? Doing good, sir. How are you? Doing wonderful. You ready to take on Randy Carriker? Uh, We'll see how it goes. All right, here we go. On this day in 1961, this Cardinals All-Star hit, Cardinals All-Star hitter tied a 40-year record when he collected 14 total hits across just two days. Is it Bill White, Kurt Flood, or Julian Javier?
5: Uh, let's go with Kurt Flood.
1: The first ever group of franchise tag players was during the 1993 offseason and three players were offered, one signed, Leslie O'Neill, Steve Young, and which other Hall of Famer? Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor, or Emmett Smith?
4: LT.
6: Only three Angels have tallied multiple seasons with 35 home runs. Trout, Otani and who else? Is it Jim Edmonds, Troy Glaus, or Albert Pujols? Troy Glaus.
1: Happy birthday to Rick Ankiel. Ankiel was drafted in the 2nd round of the 1997 Major League Baseball draft. Which future World Series champion did the Cardinals take in the 1st round? JD Drew, Adam Kennedy, or Matt Morris?
9: Let's go, Adam Kennedy.
7: Okay. All right, we will double check our score and we will bring in Randy Carricker. JR,
6: how you feeling? Uh, not great. No, not great. Nah. Okay, well, uh-huh. we'll see. Randy, uh Randy's been uh doing Randy things as of late. Uh, oh, well. We got cookies in here and they are celebrating.
5: Brooke did a cookie dance. I did a
4: cookie dance. Randy
5: walked in. What is that? Is
6: that
4: that is cinnamon Toast, cream toast cream. Crutch Look at this one it's Cinnamon all Roll
5: Alright kids, here we go it's a uh, If you're cookie. watching right now on the YouTube Brooke uh, Here, oh, Sean Massey from Plaza Jaguar oh. across the street you Sean, thank you in? very much Heard us <laughs> talking about crumble cookies And he stopped to bring some by I thank you. a Picture of me in a Plaza Jaguar convertible. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh. Oh. How's that? How did
5: it feel? Awesome. Did you feel? <laughs> 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 yeah, I shook my, shook my shoulders a little bit. You has some so driving, driving oh, gloves yeah.
1: on in the photo. Yeah. and some nice sunglasses.
6: <laughs>
5: you betcha. So yeah, thank, thank you for Sean driving very scarf. much. Thank and uh, you. man, these cookies, these crumble cookies are. Uh, you know what? I'm going to get Carrie Davis to eat one by the end of the show.
7: I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to partake in. This, I love piece this. Of chocolate I oh no, yeah, no, we left you one with the uh, that has cookie dough on top of the cookie.
6: Thank you. You're Absolutely welcome. delicious. I appreciate you. All right. Randy, what do we got? say?
5: Hello to Jr. Jr. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for playing. We appreciate it. Good. Take it easy on me here. I'll do my best. <laughs> I won't. tell these guys every the morning when I'm leaving the studio. <laughs> no, take not. it easy on no. me. He, he won't. All right, Randy. Here we go. I'm ready. On this day in
6: 1961, this Cardinals all-star hitter tied a 40-year record when he collected 14 total hits across just two days.
5: In 1961, 14 hits across two days. a lot of hits. That is a probably lot of Probably a doubleheader. Uh, Back-to-back doubleheaders. Back-to-back doubleheaders. Um, did you say Hall of Famer? Cardinals All-Star. Cardinals All-Star. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm guessing it, in, in 1961, it probably was not Stan the Man. So you've got Ken Boyer. Probably not Tim McCarver. Definitely not Dal Maxville. Um, ooh, let's see. 1961 squad. Probably not Dick Groat. You know. Back-to-back doubleheaders, 14 hits. I will go with Ken Boyer.
1: The first ever group of franchise tag players was during the 1993 Mm offseason, and three players were offered, one signed, Leslie O'Neill, Steve Young, and which other Hall of Famer?
5: 1993. Franchise tagged. And so the franchise tag meant that they could not move? Is that what I'm given to believe? Can I get that question again just to clear things up Mm -hmm. for me?
1: the first ever group of franchise tag players was during the 1993 offseason, and three players were offered one signed Leslie O'Neill, Steve Young, and which other hall of famer.
5: Okay. And one of them signed three were franchised. One was signed. So Leslie O'Neill would have returned to the chargers. Steve Young would have returned to the Niners. I'm saying it was Reggie white that, uh, Said that God told him to go to the Packers, who ironically also made the highest offer.
6: <laughs> of course, <it's>
5: God. <laughs> and Jesus was the reason. There
1: you go. For that
5: big, it's it's
6: big a God offer. thing. <laughs> Only three angels have tallied multiple thirty multiple seasons with thirty five home runs: Trout, Otani, and who else?
5: Trout, Otani. I think it's our guy Troy Gloss. I think it's our uh, former 2008 third baseman mm. Glossy. I think he led the league one time, and he had like 47 for them one year. That's one, and I think he had, I think he had multiple 30, 35 home run seasons. I'm going to go with Troy Gloss. He's a good hitter. Troy Gloss told BT that he never dove for a ball. He's never. dove <laughs> he, he, he had my attitude. <laughs> oh. And he never did. He never <laughs> dove for a ball. What the hell are you doing out yeah, there? Just, a, just never give hundred percent because
7: the best replacement for Scott Rowland.
5: Probably not. <laughs> no, never dove for a ball. Oh, I need to Although, see. Although 2008, <laughs> I'm in the uh, the Fenway uh, in the Green Monster seats, and he hit a grand slam like 10 feet away from me. Gloss did, up mm. into the uh, into the Green Monster. In their field, he was there to hit. It's pretty cool.
1: Happy birthday to Rick Ankiel. Ankiel was drafted in the second round of the 1997 Major League Baseball draft. Which future World Series champion did the Cardinals take in the first round?
5: So, remember talking to Walt Jockety? and Walt and I would—I love Walt Jockety. He was one of my favorites all ever. And so we're talking about how excited I am that the Cardinals have drafted JD Drew because he had been. Taken by the Phillies of the year before, never signed with him, and he signs with the Cardinals. So that's who the Cardinals took. And so I'm talking to Walt, and he said, Hey, I just want you to know, don't sleep on this second round kid that we took, Richard Ankeel. He said, Richard Ankeel, high school kid out of Florida, he's going to be dynamite. Hmm. And uh, he was, man, did Rick Ankeel have ability? I mean, he might have had the best ability of any young pitcher I have ever seen. But J.D. Drew was the Cardinals' first-round draft choice, I believe, that year. I'm going to go with it. J.D.
7: Drew. We have a tie in today's fight. I'm very shocked by that. 2-2 tie between JR and Randy Randy has a new pad for the tiebreaker So I think he knows the rules But we'll go over it for JR I'm going to read out the tiebreaker question We're going to give Randy Carricker a moment To think about his answer and write down his answer Then JR, you will give your answer audibly Randy Carricker will say what he wrote down And then who's ever closest to the pin Is the winner of today's fight JR, do you understand those rules? Yes sir Randy, do you understand? Do you have a pad of paper? I got a pad of paper. You got the rules down pretty, uh, pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Larry Johnson owns the NFL record for rushing attempts in a singular regular season in 2006. How many times did he carry the rock? Larry Johnson owns the NFL record for rushing attempts in a single regular season. In 2006, how many times did he carry the ball? Randy Carricker has given us his answer. Did you
1: show
4: the tube, Randy?
7: I did not. Not just yet. He has given us his answer. What is your answer, JR? Oh,
5: 463.
7: All right. Quick math. Not so quick. We have a winner in today's fight. Does Randy Carricker move on after stopping the Hall of Famer, or do we have another run potentially here in this week? Ring that
2: bell.
3: The winner and still champion of the fight, Randy
2: Carriker. The fight is presented by Golf Discount of St. Louis. With the most experienced club fitters in town. Why shop anywhere else? Just win, baby. I'm sorry, JR. Randy Carricker got
7: you just a little bit on the tiebreaker. You guessed 463. Randy Carricker's guess was 412. Larry Johnson has the NFL record with 416 carries, and he was never the same after that. So I'm sorry, right. JR. Randy Carricker just again. edged you out in today's
9: fight. That's right, I'll take it I got to the tiebreaker, I'll take it There good you job. go, there you go, that
7: happens A tiebreaker's a good record Let's talk about these questions On this day in 1961 It was Bill White who tied a oh. uh, tie Cobb record A 40-year tie Cobb record When he collected 14 hits across back-to-back double headers. First ever group of franchise tag players was in 1993 Leslie O'Neill signed the tag Steve Young negotiated a new contract uh, but Reggie White said no, thank you very much, and went off to a new team. And like you said, uh, God told him to sign with the coincidentally highest yeah. offered Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Only three Angels have tallied multiple seasons with 35 homers. Troy Gloss, Gloss the eventual Cardinal, was uh, the first to do it. And then, of course, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. And happy birthday to Rick Ankiel. Ankiel was drafted in the second round of the 97 MLB draft. J.D. Drew is not a World Series winner. Adam Kennedy was the Cardinals' oh, first round AK. pick in that year. J.D. Drew was the next year after Adam oh. Kennedy. Very high in the draft, but the, the World Series winner, the, the kicker there, Adam Kennedy, obviously not with the Cardinals, traded away after his first year with the Cardinals, again, drafted in 97. So a 2-2 tie goes to the tiebreaker. Larry Johnson's 416 carries. Randy just four off with 412, a winner in today's fight. JR, thank you so much for joining the fight and joining the show today.
9: Thanks, guys. Thank Great you. Job, JR. Appreciate it.
5: All right, Uh, so that's JR here on 101 ESPN. Coming up, we've got the bird watch for you on the opening drive on 101 ESPN.
2: You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers.
5: Brooke, Carrie, Randy, it is the opening drive on 101 ESPN. You can watch us on the YouTube, 101 ESPN STL. You can always hear us on the 101 ESPN app or at 101espn.com. Hear any of our interviews brought to you by Dobbs and Auto Center on the app as well. It is time for Bird Watch, and Brooke is going to go first.
2: My
1: bird watch is going to be Jojo Romero. Since being called up, he has been just really good for the Cardinals, especially in last night. What he was able to do in the top of the 10th is exactly that momentum that needed to carry into the bottom of the 10th to allow Nona Arenado what he was able to do. Struck out two in a perfect inning, and that was his second win in his last four appearances in that span. He's just been really solid, especially as you have some question marks with Hennessy's Cabrera and what the bullpen is going to look like moving forward. JoJo, at least, is a bright spot for right now.
5: He is. I like him. And he's one of the reasons, obviously, that they were willing to DFA a guy like Genesis Cabrera. And so if he can keep it going, that's a a valuable thing for the Cardinals to get in exchange for Edmundo Sosa.
1: Yeah, it's the energy, too. I just loved, like, the enthusiasm that he had, too, once he got out of that frame. And I just think that that's really good for this team right now to have. And it worked out.
6: It It has. It worked them. out very well. Good for him, too. My bird watch is going to be Brendan Donovan. We talked about him earlier potentially being a trade piece, and I, I think he has done a stellar job. In the month of June, he at 307 had an OPS of eight forty five. July, he's three sixty-six so far this month with an OPS of one point oh eight one. He is doing a fantastic job. Solo home run to tie the game up yesterday. In July, he has fifteen hits, ten RBIs so far this month. And he is essentially what you want as your leadoff hitter. I I want him on base more. I want him to get mm-hmm. to score more. Um, but that's predicated on the guys behind him once he does get on base. So you think he had a 20-game on-base streak uh, in June. So you're looking at a guy that can set the table for those big hitters behind you. And has a little has some pop in his bat to drive the ball in the gaps and over the fence. So that's what you want from your leadoff hitter. He has I think he we we've talked about it all season long, kind of finding those roles, solidifying roles for every player on this roster. I think Brendan Donovan as your leadoff hitter has kind of solidified that role for himself and it has helped this team.
5: And he's a pretty nice defensive player. It'll be nice yeah. to have him back. He's apparently a week away from being able to throw again, but That's one of the things about Donovan is the incredible versatility. He has five different gloves in his bag. And he's got, you talk about tools. He's got the hit tool. Now he can hit for power. Not the best runner in the world, but he can field. And when he's healthy, he can throw. He's at the very least a four-tool player. And he's a good, even though his foot speed is not the best, he is a good base Base runner. runner. Mm -hmm. So I like having him on my team too. And that would be one, if I'm going to make my off limits for for August 1st, Brendan Donovan is off-limits for me. Hmm. Uh, uh,
1: uh. Okay, Dylan Cease. Just say, I, even though I know that it seems like the White Sox are not entertained. just say Dylan Cease is a- available in some way for Okay, maybe not yes. completely off-limits. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's,
5: that's what are, I, are, I want to White get Sox, out of you. <laughs> are, are, are the White Sox going to do it? No. No. That's the thing. Are, I like with, to
1: live in a little fantasy land
5: that's, I like that, too. A lot. Logan Gilbert of the Mariners, they need a second baseman. So I, I don't know if I would go there. Yeah. What about Tommy? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not so sure I would go there. Lo- the Cardinals are interested in Logan Gilbert. That doesn't mean he's good. I yeah. mean, he's he's. Yeah. you can find three and four starters, right? And he he's got ability, but he hasn't established himself as a as a front of the rotation guy. Would
6: Dylan Cease be your number one?
5: Yes. Going, oh, he, he's number you, one. Would you still try to go get a number one in free
6: agency yes. next year? Okay, because so, you
5: have two years of control. Yeah. With Cease, so he's not that expensive. Right. So you can go out and give. Well, if, if you're Nola. inclined to spend the money for NOLA, yes. If you have NOLA and Cease at the NOLA, Cease, Michaelis, is your one, two, three? Sign me up. Yeah. Take your chances yep. with that. Yeah. Guys, we have a chat room on the uh, on the YouTube, okay. which you can see at one hundred and one ESPN STL. And one of our viewers very respectfully uh, <laughs> writes: Randy cares more about having Hall of Famers on the team than on the franchise winning championships. Now, I guess he's referring to the fact that Otani and Trout have played for the Angels. But generally, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, are Hall of Famers good players? Yeah. And probably usually the best of the best.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: In yeah, sport, in every sport. So yes, Famer. I am more inclined to want a Hall of Famer on my team because I do want them to win championships than a non-Hall of Famer on my team because, for me, this is just me. You win because you have good players, and that's work. what I'm interested in. I'm having in having as many good players as. Possible so that my team can win championships.
1: So just be like the Angels, right? You have Trout.
5: Well, uh, yeah, but here's yeah, the thing the championships. Win. I think yeah. you, you left that part out. And, and, and where's their Chris Carpenter, right? The Cardinals had Pujols, Hall of Fame, Roland, Hall of Fame. Jim, Jim Edmonds, borderline Hall of Fame. But then, in 2006 and 2011, you had Chris Carpenter at the front of your rotation. And you had a representative starting rotation. I'm just saying, the Angels are better with Trout and Otani than they would be had they if they had in center field and as their DH. I'm just going to throw a couple of names out there. Harrison Bader... And Johnny Peralta. If if Harrison Bader were the center fielder rather than Trout and Johnny Peralta were their DH rather than Otani. And let me give you a starting pitcher, too. If God love him, Steven Matz was a starting pitcher for them rather than uh, Shohei Otani. I think the Angels would be even worse than they are, hmm. than they are, than they are with the Hall of Famers.
1: I can see that. I could see that for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm envisioning, kinda, it right now. Yeah. And I'm
5: just, I'm just assuming now that Bader and Peralta and Natsy are not going to the Hall of Fame. Just assuming, yeah. uh, and it might uh, might turn around. Oh, for.
1: come on! They're still so Nothing, much that, time. That
5: still great players, very good players. Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. yeah good right. players.
5: Not Hall of Famers. No. And so, I'll take uh, even today, if you put me in charge of the Angels. I'd feel much better about my chances to build a world championship squad with Otani and Trout on it than without Otani and Trout.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: So, bottom line good players equal winning. You disagree, Matthew?
7: No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs>
5: okay. Gonna be, I, I would have been surprised. If I'm, a, I'm a big fan of mediocrity, so I don't want any good players on my team. <laughs> well, I'm trying. I'm, I was just
7: trying to think of how many World Series teams in the last twenty years haven't had a single Hall of Fame. Yeah, probably
5: them. not many of them. Well, when,
1: what this person is saying too, are, I'm assuming that they're in the camp of that they would want to move Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt and just kind of tear things down. That's what I'm assuming is what they're going well, with this. But, a, but outside of like that first month for Nolan Arenado, we've been talking about
5: amazing
1: how really good he is, and Paul Goldschmidt is Paul Goldschmidt. He's very consistent, where it's almost painfully consistent. You expect yep. good things from him.
5: Exactly. So, uh, good players. G- g- concentrate on getting good players.
7: 314 does respond with, excuse me, how many playoff games have they won with Goldie and Arnauto?
5: Well, let's see. I believe with Goldie and Arnauto, they have actually uh, been to the playoffs, right, both years? 21 and Twenty-two, mm-hmm. and they probably won't make the playoffs this year. But again, I would challenge you to find that World Championship squad that did so without making the playoffs. Uh, you won't find that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just... so, so tell me about the Pirates Hall of Famers. Okay. <laughs> tell, 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 me, tell me. Tell me. Tell me about uh, how, how things are going in Pittsburgh with 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 all of their Hall of Famers, if if you want to. Play this game. I'm I'm willing to play the game with you right now. Uh, tell me about the Royals Hall of Famers right now. Okay, nah. what do you, you you found one? Tell me about the Tigers Hall of Famer. Well, you got Miguel
7: Cabrera. That's probably the team in the last thirty years, by the way, that's won a yep. won a championship without a world Se- without a Hall of Famer on their roster. Right, right. Is the, the it, Kansas City Royals right? I can't uh, they have one?
5: Yeah, they probably did not have one. And the Tigers obviously had Scherzer, Verlander, Cabrera. Uh, they they had three and they did not win a world championship. So it, it, it's not an absolute. But if you don't have good players, you are not going to win the World Series. That's the bottom line, and that's our bird watch here on 101 ESPN. Coming up, our rush hour reset. The red hot Redbirds keep rolling. It's next on 101 ESPN.
2: You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers.
3: It's time to recap the biggest sports stories of the day on the opening drive with a
2: Rush Hour Reset. Brought to you by Clubhouse Turf, your exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens. We're redefining private... 9.02
5: 902 in St. Louis. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with, with uh, Brooke Grimsley and Super Bowl champ Kerry Davis. I'm Randy Carricker. Your fourth place Cardinals, fourth place, take on the um, Miami Marlins at 115 today at the ballpark, and Dakota Hudson is going to go for the Redbirds against his former minor league teammate, Sandy Alcantara, and that game is oh, at 115. we're not going to clap
4: for that? Oh, we can clap. Oh, okay.
5: Sandy Alcantara. Uh, yeah, we can clap for that.
4: No, he's kind of kind of scuffling he's this year. Scuffling. I, I was thinking of Dakota.
5: Us. Oh, let's Dakota Hudson.
1: His return to the starting rotation,
5: leading the league with a 1.80 I, earned run average. I don't I don't think he's
6: qualified, mm. Randy. How I mean, many he, innings? I don't think he's qualified for I that didn't look. number. <laughs>
1: You don't, look at, you don't look at the innings, it doesn't no, matter? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's
4: just, we just going to ignore he, that portion he qualifies of this. that Randy. statistic. we got to have
6: a few
5: more yes. games under his belt. You guys are a few more innings oh. pitched under his belt. By the way, can I just make a little point here? <laughs> Cardinals in fourth place, as I mentioned. You look at the other divisions in the National League. I'm looking at the standings right now. You've got the fourth place New York Mets and the fourth place San Diego Padres. mm one of these things is not like the other. Yeah. One of these things just doesn't belong. Because one of them just <laughs> isn't in the top three in, in payroll. payroll. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Does
1: that make you feel a little bit better? No. No.
5: no. Oh, okay. I would love to be in fourth place with the $300 million payroll. It should make, it should make
6: them feel worse, but it doesn't make us feel better.
5: No.
4: Just a, This is No. no. So uh,
5: last, last night, the Cardinals, they were in danger of losing that game in the seventh inning when uh, Dylan Carlson reached base via a walk as a pinch hitter. And Nolan Gorman, another young Cardinal player, drove him home. Swing for Chip carry the call on Valley Sports. The game goes to the tenth after great work by the Cardinal Bullpen. You've got the Ghost Runner, and then you've got Newt Bar on and Nolan Arenado at the plate. Nolan Arenado's last walk-off hit. Well, it's been a while. How about one right here? One ball, no strike, swing! Great! And he did to jog home. The Cardinals win at 5-2 over the Marlins. Redbirds on the night with six hits and their five runs scored. Oh, by the way, Jordan Montgomery, sensational. Six innings. He allows one run on six hits, strikes out five and walks two. He was great. Chris uh, Stratton. Allows a run in his inning of work. And then Gallegos came on with a scoreless frame. Hicks had a scoreless frame and a couple of strikeouts, by the way. And then uh, JoJo Romero was the winning pitcher. His second win in a week. Yeah. And uh, the Cardinals win it by a score of 5-2. to two. They've won five out of six. And they are in fourth place now. They passed Pittsburgh in the National League Central standings.
1: Oliver Marmol said last night, and this is something that we've been talking about, when you get that kind of start out of your starters, you feel like you have a shot. It's amazing what you've been able to see lately. I don't think it's a coincidence that with this little win streak that we have going on right now with the Cardinals, four in a row, that your starters have been doing their job and they looked they look fantastic. Are you about to bring up the number because somebody texted in about, hit, that about that and I forgot about
5: that? Should we do that? Yes, sure. let's do it. Well, let's see if we can find it first. That's the most important. Okay. Uh, but we will. We we will absolutely find it. Let me see here. I th- I, I think we've got. Eh, maybe not.
1: No. Okay.
5: I'll, I'll keep. We moving. do have four.
1: But it, it does make have, a yeah. lot of sense. With the starters setting the tone, that's something that we've talked about. And even Nolan Arnauto in his postgame comments just mention how much that helps them. It sounds simple, but it feels like that's something that we've been missing at times where your starters get off to a great start and offensively they're able to do what they need to do. And it doesn't feel like they're already behind for nothing so early in the game. Right. Also, what about Jordan Hicks and his redemption against the Marlins? Because remember the last time that we saw Jordan Hicks with the Marlins, he what was it? He just air-mailed. kind of yeah, just airmailed it. Mm-hmm. But he was able to nail that like key throw last night to home. Very good play. That was great. Yep. Ricky Horton was talking about how Jose Okendo really teaches his young players and what he believes is a strong Young player to sign that they're going to do well is if they have a short memory, and that's what you wanted to see from Jordan Hicks. Is he got that redemption? He got that moment. He was able to move past mm-hmm. when he airmailed it the last time he uh, was out there against the Marlins, and I think that that's huge for Jordan Hicks and for the Cardinals. I don't know. Jordan Hicks is going to be hard to part with if you are going to part with. That's him. the
5: thing. But what if you know that you can't sign him? Do you, you know that? Tough. I mean, you need to.
6: I, I said this a couple of days ago the cardinals are going to have to spend money they're going to have to whether it's in free agency obviously they're going to have to see a contract an offer and go above that offer to entice a player sometimes you know just going to the to the number that the other teams are are I guess everyone is is going to. You're going to have to go above and beyond for a couple of these guys in order to get them to either stay here with Jordan Hicks or to come here with an Aaron Nola or or a Blake Snell. That's just part of it. The one thing I was going to say to you, Brooke, when you are a player, you talk about a short-term memory. The funny thing about sports is the ball finds you. When you, mm-hmm. when you mess up, when you struggle, somehow <laughs> the, the baseball guys, the football guys, it, it finds you. You have another opportunity. And so that play by Jordan Hicks, knowing what he did the last time he faced that team and blowing that save to throw the runner out at home, just a great play, great decision. And that's after misplaying a ball that yes. was hit right back to him
5: a few batters earlier. Would you go, Joe Kelly's making $9 million a year. Would you go 27 over 3 for Jordan Hicks? Yes. And you have Tink, Tink Hens on the way. He's yeah. good a hundred mile an hour closer. You've got Helsley coming back. You've got control of him. Tink is how many how many years away? Probably next year. Twenty four? Yeah. Middle can, of next year.
6: He can so three years. Yeah. Yes. Because three. I would I would that goes into that that ushering other players into that role. You allow Tink to be your setup man, maybe he's your seventh eighth seventh inning guy, and Hillsley is the eighth inning guy or, or or vice versa. And now you can kind of usher him into that role when Jordan Hicks' contract
5: does expire. Meanwhile, Saint Louis City SC is off for the All Star break. They do take on the All Stars. Thank you, Tim Parker. Thank you, Roman Berkey. They take on uh, Stan Kroenke's Arsenal squad, his Ooh. his side. And uh, our buddy Tim McKernan has Taylor Twelman on his balloon party every week, and Twelman says that. St. Louis City SC is something that he never really planned on.
8: Buddy, it's insane. The fact we're here in D.C.
3: for the MLS All-Star Game, and we're talking about St. Louis City in first place of the Western Conference, exactly 180 degrees different than
7: everyone in this sport predicted. Uh, It's one of the biggest surprises of my professional career,
3: and I've had many,
7: but it is... um,
3: Good on Lutz Fahnenstiel, good on the Taylor family, and just for believing in what they're doing, sticking to their guns, and now they need to finish the deal because for what they have pulled off in the first, what is it, 20-some-odd games, you got to be
7: absolutely kidding me.
5: It is truly amazing. And you do have to give credit, starting at the top with Carolyn Kindle, mm-hmm. and then with what Lutz has done and Bradley Carnell and the entire staff over there, which has been sensational. I. Really do think that they're uh, one of the great sports stories of recent times.
1: I agree. It's been so exciting to watch. I want to see a championship. I'm ready. I, I'm ready for another championship here in St. Louis. I want City SC to do it this season because that would even add more to the fairy tale. Or what was it when mm. we talked to Carnell? It's not even a fairy tale anymore. It's business yeah. and the focus of how they're locked in. Yeah. It's been such a great story and. Everybody there over at City, City SC has done a great job of making this happen. Yeah,
5: And you wonder if uh, the, the Arsenal ownership really cares about winning a game against a bunch of Americans, even if they, you've got some people representing St. Louis.
9: Well, well, I told everyone in the room today that I have not been able to understand the emotion since 2002.
5: So you, you, you just wonder if the, if the Arsenal owner is really going to be that invested in the game. Mm. Is he going to be there? Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Well, you know what? He might be back home. He might be just back home walking the streets.
9: I oftentimes get stopped in Los Angeles, and they'll
5: go, Are you that guy? F- you asshole, Go back to St. Louis. So he, he might be back home. You never know.
6: Hmm. Interesting.
5: Well, without getting into all the details that of it, I mean unfunded. dealing with people with lower incomes <laughs> wasn't something
9: I particularly looked forward to, frankly.
6: Yeah. That sounds actually like... You, no no alterations no, there, no, right? In his own words. Okay. may yeah, maybe a
5: small
1: alteration. <laughs> does, do you, does he have any families here, is still here in Missouri?
4: I don't do you think we gives a
5: damn. <laughs> you know, one time, uh, he's from Mora, Missouri, and the Mora, Missouri library had its roof ripped off by a tornado or a storm. And they asked him for $60,000 to fix the roof, and he said, no, I'll pass.
1: Are you joking?
5: No, nope. sixty grand.
1: So, why did they reach out? Maybe. Because he's a
5: rich and he's from there.
1: And they were just hoping and that they he thought, would yeah, help?
5: He, they thought that maybe there was a little bit of empathy on the part of his. A there. soul? Maybe a soul, yeah. But no. There's maybe not. Not Not there? No. Okay. That's today's uh, rush hour reset here on 101 ESPN. Coming up, we've got Adam Wainwright at the bottom of the hour, but rock and roll is next on 101 ESPN. You're
3: back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN,
2: presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. <laughs>
3: Let's rock. Let's rock today.
5: After our show, I'm going to interview Dan Dierdorf for the Sunday night show on the 2 Fox, uh, the, uh, the 101 on sports, and we're going to talk about the 50-year anniversary of Don Coryell entering the NFL with the St. Louis Football Cardinals. And I was just telling Kerry during the break, if you've ever seen the, the Phantom Catch, and just look it up on the YouTube. If you're, if you're watching us, just switch away. You just go to Mel Gray Phantom Catch. And it was clearly a catch, no doubt about it. And uh, the football Cardinals wound up winning that game. But that catch only sent that game into overtime. And Kerry Davis was enthralled by the fact that Don Coriel had the ball handed off to Jim Otis 11 consecutive times in overtime to get the ball into field goal position for Jim Bakken's winning kick. Uh, the fullback gets the ball 11 consecutive huh. times. You can do that. Sign me up for that. <laughs>
6: now, that's a, that sounds like some forward thinking coaching there. Actually, you can hand the ball off. No, who's ex- eleven times? Oh, who 11. the hell is expecting that? They're going to catch them off guard.
7: Best offensive line maybe in the history of the game.
5: There we go. And yeah, so they they were just tremendous.
7: This this makes you think of a question. This will, this is how we're going to start rock and roll. Today. Okay, which passing offense? Air Coryell, Bill Walsh's West Coast the greatest show on turf, and let's go with the 2007 Patriots just completely opening up everything. Which offense changed football more?
5: I think it was the greatest show on turf.
6: I think it was the West Coast offense. Because it was, I mean, based on the timing mm-hmm. and getting the ball out and knowing reads, it, it was very preci- precise. Yep. The the Now, I'll tell you this. What Marshall Falk and those guys yep. did yep. offensively was a matchup nightmare because they had all five of their receivers as eligible receivers to be able to catch balls and you didn't know where the ball was going to go to. And that puts so much stress on defense. When you have an offensive coordinator that only has two guys, three guys that you're going to get the ball to, they had five people that could catch the ball and make a play. And that is stressful. And two things. Number
5: one, with the West Coast offense, it extended the running, the running game became the passing game because of the short pass. But the other thing with the greatest show on turf, that, Changed the game so much That a nickel back became a first round draft choice Mm. You had to. It, yep.
6: it, it probably did open up because they were in 11 personnel, one tight end, one running back, three receivers yeah. often. And so now you do have to have, you can't put a linebacker out there on Ozakim. You can't <laughs> try put, it. <laughs> you, you really can't put a safety down because now you got one safety high. And okay, good luck with that as well. So it was, it was a very stressful thing. And also, like I said, Marshall Falk coming out of the backfield, lining up in the slot. He did so many things. Linebackers and safeties didn't have a chance. And so now, what are you going to do offensively? And then we're going to run the ball at you as well. What an
5: amazing quick story. So Don Coryell changes offense in the NFL by coming here in 73. Mm-hmm. Leaves after the 77 season. 73, 74, 75, 76, 77. Bill Bidwell always wants to surprise people. He did with the hiring of Don Coryell as his head coach. He was ready to surprise the world with a new head coach. But the Globe Democrat, St. Louis Globe Globe Democrat, got a picture of his coach that he was going to interview coming off of the plane, coming into Lambert Field. And so he decided to not hire this coach because it would not be a surprise. The coach in the photo, in the Globe Democrat, was one Bill Walsh. not very, And that's why the football Cardinals didn't hire him. And they wound up hiring Bill uh, Bud Wilkinson, who had been legendary at Oklahoma, was 62 when the Cardinals hired him, and was, I think many of the players on that team will tell you, The worst head coach in the history of the Mm. NFL football league. Great guy, but just not ready for the NFL.
7: So it could have been Bill Walsh. I like the West Coast answer from Kerry, only because... I don't think people give enough credit for Roger Craig being the absolute two-way player he Would was. He was the running back, getting a yeah. thousand yards receiving, a thousand yes. yards rushing. I wonder, you know, does the greatest show on turf happen if you don't have Bill Walsh really opening up the running back position? It was Coriel
5: offense. It was Terry Metcalf. And that, and that's Marshall was what Terry was. Terry Metcalf was doing seventy-four, seventy-five. Yeah. And
7: then you have the other point with, with Coriel though is is I mean, other than what like you know the one season when um, Ditka was a rookie and had like twelve hundred yards as a tight end. Other than that, like you didn't have it until Coriel said we're going to use Kellen Winslow, and then then all of sudden the tight no, end position, no, 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 Jackie no, no, Smith, no, no. To, yeah, Jackie Smith, Jackie Smith in St. Louis, of
5: course, with Coriel,
7: with Coriel, so you change how, how tight ends play, then you get Walsh change how running backs play, and then you get ninety nine and he has them being level. thrown
5: forty yards downfield, and Mel Gray being a matchup nightmare. Thank I'm just I'm just Sorry. happy I'm
7: just stressful so happy um, Don Coriel's going into the Hall of Fame. Me too, and, and and nobody better than Dan Fouts to give the speech, which is which is what will be happening. Um, another question I had for you guys because we were talking about the Cardinals trade possibilities. One big thing last year when we were talking about somebody we wanted the Cardinals to bring in was whether or not the Reds would allow an in division trade. Because the Reds are also a team that needs pitching and the Cardinals are close behind them, is there just a compl- is one of the best options for pitching just completely blacked
5: out for you? Shouldn't be for me. Wouldn't be for me. Might be for the Reds. Because yeah, they the don't want to see a young player going to St. Louis yeah. and being great for a long time. But I, I'm trading with anybody, especially now with the, the fewer games against division opponents. And you,
6: you are the Reds. You don't have, like you said, you don't have years where you have opportunities to make runs in the playoffs. So... They're going to be looking for any and everything. I was everywhere. thinking about this more
7: from a Cardinals perspective because you're still because the division's still not completely out of reach. I mean, I'm just saying mathematically, is there? I, I, oh, I know. Oh, so so now it's not a, what I'm Whoa. trying to get. Be, give the better into the doubt. Give the better into the doubt here. The math, if you're not completely out, because there's been Cardinal situations where they've been 10 or 11 games out in August and things happen. So I'm, I'm just saying, is do you think the Cardinals would even consider? Looking towards the Reds and saying they have a need for pitching, we have I don't stuff to so. move. Would they consider it from the Cardinals' perspective? I, close I get, any door.
1: Well, I, to your point, I guess what you're kind of saying is that do you basically give the Reds the thing that could push them Clo- and
7: kind of close fully out fully door. Pass yes. you?
1: Yes, I, I agree with that aspect no. of it. I don't yeah, think I that you. I don't know. I, think I don't think that would matter
5: because they're not well, going to be the next year. And my question is, what are you going to get either. back for the Reds? Well, you, but you, if you're going to make a deal, you think you're going to be better. So you, if you can make a move. And they need they, starting pitching, know, so right, then
1: you would be right. trading Jack Flaherty or Jordan Montgomery yeah. for what?
5: Something that helps you in the Somebody room, that or? you think is going to make you better. for Somebody gonna, that's going to be on your roster
7: longer than they will be on the Reds
3: yeah. roster.
5: Yeah.
7: All right, and one other quick one because you guys were, were talking about Brendan Donovan, and the word untouchable wasn't said, but I, I, got, a, I got a very untouchable feeling coming from, from, the, from the dais. So, Jordan Walker, Lars Nupar, Brendan Donovan, and am I missing any of the opening drive untouchable Nolan Cardinals Gorman. right here going into the trade deadline? Nolan Gorman. Is that a, is that a consensus? I don't think it's a consensus, but. See, that's what I. Here's the thing. <laughs> that's why you put I it on the, list, Kerry. Put yeah. on
6: the list, Don't put Brendan Donovan on the list because I don't well, think it's a consensus there either. Here's, well, yeah, here's I, I, my, I my issue. A feeling
5: is if you're going to win, then you're going to have to have somebody other than Contreras playing the majority of your games behind the plate, right? If you're going to win, unless you're willing to change your management, right? And bring in Madden and his coaching staff, which they are not doing. So you're going to have two DHs. Is there a reason to have two DHs? That's my question. If you can get a number one quality starter, and I'm talking a number one. I'm, I'm talking about a guy who starts game one of a playoff series for you. Would you be willing to trade Gorman with the knowledge that you have to have Contreras as a DH?
6: I would trade Donovan before I traded Gorman. Okay. And let that's Gorman fair. play second base. That's fair. That, that's I'm good with that.
1: The catcher situation and, I, and I really is like Brandon Donovan. Yeah, I think Yeah, everybody likes it. I think it depends on what you would be getting in return for a lot of these players. I don't think anybody's completely off the table other than that core group, which I'm including Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, and even Jordan Walker. That's the group that I think that they're going to be building around for 2024. Everybody else, depending on what you could get in return, I think is essentially up for grabs. But when you bring up the catching situation, do you think, Yvonne Herrera, that they're showcasing him more?
5: Who They better not be.
1: Do you think that's what this is? Or do you think that Andrew Kisner is the more, more likely the catcher who's going to be out of this situation? Because from what I've heard and understand, Andrew Kisner is almost kind of like coaching and leading a mm. lot of these guys. But Kisner
5: was here, and the Cardinals were saying, Herrera's our guy.
1: Okay.
5: And this was three years ago. I would hope that their philosophy about... Ivan Herrera, as he's gotten better, hasn't diminished. I, I would hope that they still think that he, they, they thought that he was kind of a young Yachty. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's going to be the case. So you're
1: comfortable with moving on with Andrew Kisner despite the relationships that he's Oh, built no. With I, the I, 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 I think you, you want all of them. Uh,
5: yeah. I, I want to have Kisner. You want and, three catchers? Yeah. Well, one of them's a DH. Let's be honest about it. One of them's a DH. So I, I've got two catchers and then a DH that can occasionally play catcher. He doesn't like it tough. He's getting paid an 80, 87. Maybe, maybe that's what about a good outfield? discussion for
1: tomorrow is yeah. the plan for Wilson Contreras moving forward.
5: Yeah. That's, guess, a, that's a great question. Your guess is as good as mine.
7: <laughs> um, one, one other thing we were talking about, City, uh, and how exciting we are. One other thing that I'm so excited for now that soccer's here. It, the transfer window is open until oh, here August we 2nd. And we have transfer rumors, ladies Mbappe. and gentlemen. It, it's not killing him i Chris, I'm sorry. Chris Ron? Chris Ron? Chris
1: Ron. Yeah.
7: Um. (laughs) 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 You're
1: funny. (laughs) I <laughs> yeah,
7: sorry, I, I heard Chris <laughs> Ronaldo. I just no. I ducked instinctually. No. Um, Cristiano no, Ronaldo. No, there's there's reports right now that City is is looking for a loan deal for left back Selmir Pedro, and there's also word that they are working on a transfer right now for Icelandic striker V. Thorisson. The oh. Manuel Veth, who Thorsin. is is a reporter who's been on all of City's moves throughout all them uh, building this entire team. What about
5: the Pulisic rumors?
7: Uh, that those unfortunate. I'm not seeing a lot of uh, backing up on the Pulisic rumors, Randy. I'm Dang sorry. Uh, one of the one of the things I read about the Pulisic rumor, they spelled his name wrong, so I, I feel like it's not too accurate. But they were talking about potentially a 500,000 uh, euro move for Thorson, the Icelandic striker. If you want to go check out Manuel Veth on Twitter, that's M A N U E L V E T H. He has all the transfer rumors for St. Louis City. We'll see if we get a new uh, striker, Harry King winger. But hey, uh, unfortunately, you know what? I heard he's really mad about Tottenham. You you know, kind of falling off a little bit. It's probably his last year there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he really could be, but here's the thing: does he want to be a backup to Zhao Klaus?
5: Oh, that's a great that's question. That's the question. Where are you going to play him?
7: Mbappe? There's some room on the on the on the wing, obviously mm-hmm. with them with them. You know, going after this Icelandic guy. There's some room on the wing that City has, but the depth actually at the number nine is just not there, Randy.
5: All right, uh, thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you, Adam Wayne. Right next on 101 ESPN
3: back to the opening drive podcast on 101 espn
2: presented by dobbs tire and auto centers it's time for wednesdays with wano
3: on the opening drive we're talking life baseball and what's happening at big league impact with cardinals pitcher adam wainwright
2: wednesdays with wano is presented by scott lee heating company a proud mitsubishi electric elite contractor
5: With Brooke Grimsley and Super Bowl champ Kerry Davis, I'm Randy Carricker, and it's always a pleasure to go to the Celebrity Line on Wednesdays and visit with Adam Wainwright, talk a little big league impact, talk a little Cardinal baseball and life in general. know it's been a couple of weeks with your injury and the All-Star break. It's good to have you with us. How you doing?
9: Good to be back, guys. Uh, I'm doing great. It's good to hear your voice, Randy. Well, it's, it's
5: good to hear yours. As well, hey, I want to start with this because this is unusual for you and it's it's unusual for me. Heck, w- w- you came uh, in 2004. I was around when the DeWitt family bought into the Cardinals. And this kind of a season is rare for the Cardinals. You've never had to really experience anything like this in your career where your your general manager, president of baseball operations says we're gearing towards next year. What has this been like with all the injuries and all of the struggles of the ball club before Adam Wainwright?
9: You know, I actually heard. Uh, can y'all hear me okay? Yeah, we got you. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm packing right now, so you know, you just have to. You might hear some fodder in the background. No, problem. Um, I actually, you know, we in 2011, I heard that same talk, and that's, you know, that's the 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 GM and the president, of baseball ops, and the owner. That the main. They have two main. Like objectives in my part, in, in my in my mind, when they're looking at, it. and then, oh, there's a lot more, but the two main ones are they're going to try to win, right? That's the main one, and the second one is they're going to take care of the organization and and uh, and try to represent for our fan base as best they can for for future years, also. So, you know, from their perspective, they're going, okay, look, we might pull off something here, but if not, we have to prepare. For what this looks like at the trade deadline, uh, as a responsibility to the club, I and mean, that's fair, I think, from a player's perspective, from our side of it, especially the way we've been playing a little bit lately, I'm thinking let's just you know what, let's get about seven, eight, nine wins right here in a row right before the deadline. Let's get about what? What would that put us like five games under five hundred? Um. Let's get about five, six games back in the division, and, and, and see our front office go. What? No, wait a second. Now, <laughs> when am I to do this? You know, that's the goal from our end, and uh, that's certainly a goal from my end, and and uh, and that's especially from especially from my end. You know, I'm like, hey, let's push all the tips in and go for it this year. <laughs> right. uh, but, uh, but 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 I, I think you know what? Our it's just not easy to win. You know, it's not easy to win. And uh, almost every team I've seen since I've been here has gone through a, a year or two like this. Um, we just never have, you know. But in 2011, I remember being at the Cauliflower, the night of the Cauliflower Year Dinner, and Mo getting up and saying, look, it's, you know, we're 10 and a half back. It's not looking real good. And, and we'll do the things we need to, and we'll next year is going to be great. And I remember and I remember kind of, you know, pushing back a little bit when they came to me for an interview. I remember saying, hey, I'm looking at the schedule and I, I see a possibility here and people are going, this guy's kind of off his rocker. <laughs> <laughs> but coming back from that far back, it just empowered me, Randy. It just empowered me. You know, now I'm thinking, shoot, anything's possible. So I just got way too, I just got this problem with belief. You know, I got this, this big problem with belief that I just can't stop believing no matter what about a number of things. So, um, I'm, I'm no different in this situation. I still believe, you know, I still look at our at our, our starting rotation, which I know on paper hadn't been great um, if you just look at the numbers. But Jordan's been pitching great all year. Jack's been pitching great the last couple months. Miles has been pitching pretty dang good the last couple months. Steven Matts is coming around. You should have seen his bullpen yesterday. This guy's really starting to figure it out. The only piece they're missing, Randy, is this old guy. I need to get out there and pitch. <laughs> if we got five solid guys going out there every week, that gives your team a chance to to to, to win every day. So that's where I'm at right now with my middle, with my mental game. Right, Which I feel like it's a good spot for a player to be in.
1: Well, bueno speaking of yourself, how are you doing physically? What has your recovery been like during this time? How is your shoulder feeling?
9: Feeling awesome. I threw a uh, I threw a pretty big bullpen yesterday. Um, where I went uh, full warm up like I would for a game, and then I went two, two weeks, like kind of sim innings after that. Which you know that's that's pretty. You would never do that between starts, but I had to do that just to prove it. And I wanted to prove myself too that everything was going the right direction. And and uh, and I just didn't even think about my shoulder at all the whole time. I, I just that was so good, you know, to feel. I came off that mound yesterday really excited, you know, just. uh it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to know when you're hurt, you know, or just hurting. Because in my line of work, and Carrie you know this, man, you just don't want to hear the guy who's always got something wrong, you know, complaining, going in the train room nonstop. Like, man, this guy's a soft. Awesome. He only knew how I felt. You, know? that, that's, uh, that's, it, you just don't want to be that guy. So, you know, I probably, if I could go back and, and know what I know now, I would have done that shot, I would have done those shots a month ago, you know. I would have, and uh, that would have made a big difference. But, man, I've just been, I've just seen it too much. I've been through, I've grinded through injuries before and came out on the positive side, and I tried to do it, and I just, you know, I I didn't, I wasn't able to. So, um, now we're in a good spot. I'm pretty excited about it. Team's pretty excited about it, which is, which is, uh, you know, cool to see. Yesterday I got off the mound. Pitchy coaches all fired up. I was like, dang, I know that guy. And I was like, man, thank God. That's how I felt. <laughs> so.
1: Will you be doing a rehab stint, or what's the plan for the process of getting you back?
9: Uh, as far as I know, I'm going, um, I've got a bullpen session tomorrow like I would normally, or, or maybe the next day. I can't remember what they said. Uh, like a normal bullpen, and then, I've got, uh, I'll have a live, I'll have a live uh, STEM game in um, Arizona.
6: Adam, you you talked about trying to get four to five games back by the deadline. Miles said something a couple of days ago that was intriguing. He said, if we can win 10 or 12 games in a row, maybe then we don't have to say bye to some of our close friends. How real is that perspective in the locker room, in the clubhouse, knowing that, you know, this is the trade deadline. We know at the end of seasons the team is never going to be the same next year, but you all are facing something where the team could be different midseason or halfway through the season and not be the same towards the end of it.
9: Yeah, that's and that's the that's the worst part of our job is, you know, you're, you're best friends with a guy. Basically, you see him every day, you spend some, some time. Like I'll, I, here, Skip Schumacher is an example of this because he's in town. You know, he's, he's one of my great friends in the world. Skip and I, once I got traded over here, we came up get, against each other when I was with the Braves. But once once I got called up over here, uh, or traded over here, Triple A, two seasons together, first um, seven years of our big league careers together, just spending time. Our kids are raising up together. Our wives hanging out nonstop. And, you know, he's all of a sudden, he's in L.A. In Cincinnati, and Cincinnati, and you just don't see him anymore. And then the kids grow apart, and wives don't see each other anymore. And, you know, you, you look at your kids, you go, hey, do you remember Brody Skip's son?" And, and they're like, yeah, I mean, a little bit. You know, and I was like, golly, y'all were connected at the hip until you were five, six years old, you know, it's so, a – that's the hard part about our our job is that um on on any given day the guy that you're you see all the time that you're really close with he's gone and 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 uh and you'll never you know sometimes you never see those guys again you know and, and the ones you get really close with you stay you know you stay in contact with i still text with carp and both carps big carp and matt carp and i still text with with um with like uh chris carpenter and matt holiday and those guys but you know what the majority of the guys you just it's just hard to keep a life goes on man life moves on and it's just a tough thing
5: adam last year i go out to the field i'm sitting in the dugout and skip pops out and starts playing catch with this 510 511 kid I said, who's that <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't believe it could you when when, when yep. you met back up
9: could you believe how tall he is well, let's see. I mean, you know, it's a relative. He's not that tall because Skip's just a little fellow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, Good point. But uh, uh, he is a lot taller than when he was little. That's for sure. You know, it's, it's the, that's the that's the Schumacher curse. He grew up to he grew up to be still little, but. uh, um, <laughs> that's a uh I'm I always said that just in case Skip's listening. Um So uh, no, and his daughter is just an absolute stunner too you know it's just a beautiful girl and and uh you know just same way with my he looks at my girls and, and and Caleb and he's like well where did the time go you know it's just crazy it's a crazy you know Matt Holiday's son drafted number one overall and then all of a sudden his next son Ethan in a couple of years he's gonna be in the number one pick too you watch he's mm-hmm. unbelievable so um yeah I mean it grows up fast kids grow up fast and You know, it's hard to remember that until you see somebody you had not seen in a while and you're like, oh my goodness, that's amazing, man. It's amazing.
5: Hey, have you started your scouting for fantasy football?
9: Man, no. But I got a text about this morning. I got a text about fantasy football, uh, or email, sorry, that my league is ready to renew. And I just got real excited about that. I love that time of year. The best time of year is... You got... got, Playoff baseball on the horizon, where games start really, really, really mattering, you know. And and you got you got college football kicking up, and then you got NFL football starting up. And man, I just don't know if it's this my and then and then falls right around the corner, which is my favorite time of year. Fall is my favorite time of year. And uh, there's a lot of good things happening in in that time. So, yeah, I'm ready for football, And
5: and if people want to join the Big League Impact St. Louis Fantasy Football League, all you need to do is go to bigleagueimpact.org, and you've got a big day coming up on August 18th where people will have the opportunity to come out to the ballpark, play catch on the field, check a lot of things at Busch Stadium out, and all of it will go towards the great things that Big League Impact does.
9: Yeah, and we want to thank... Uh, Community America, again, for sponsoring us. Um, and there's as also, as well, Spectrum. Spectrum, those are our two big partners this year in fantasy football, and they've been helping us this year already, do a lot of cool things. But we'll have our cook event, like you said, at Bush Stadium on August 18th. And uh, me and Steven Matz, um, Lars Newtmar, Ryan Helsley, Tommy Edmond, Drew Verhagen, and if we fill up a couple more tables, we'll keep getting more players. So y'all go to Big League Impact, um, dot org slash stl fantasy football and sign up today that'd be amazing
5: and adam this sounds counterintuitive for a sports talk radio show and host but there is no such thing as a problem with belief
9: amen to that amen to that well here's the thing about belief though if you don't have it there's a whole big problem you know Mm -hmm. so uh you're not winning anything without that so uh, you know what i always feel like you might as well you might as well hope for the best you might as well go in super confident and expecting to do awesome and crazy cool things and sometimes you know you come out and you do it and if you don't you react and you move on and you uh, adjust and and overcome but uh that's that's secondary you know first 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 dairy. <laughs> First, dairy. <laughs> First dairy is winning it, you know, and that's still that's still number one in my priority list.
5: Wayno, it's always good to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it again. We want people to go to check out the events tab at bigleagueimpact.org, and we will talk next week.
9: Okay, sounds good. Thanks, guys.
5: Thanks, Adam. Thank you. See you later. That's our friend Adam Wainwright, Wednesdays with Wayno here on 101 ESPN. He's got a problem with belief. Hey,
6: I don't think that's a problem at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing about, you know, we athletes. We feel like anything is possible Mm -hmm. at any time. You're down 30 games back. And so we got 80 to play. Okay, let's go. (laughs) That's just the belief, the mentality and uh, good for him. Hopefully everybody in that clubhouse is on the same page and they are all working as they have been for the last couple of weeks. They're working toward that common goal.
5: Coming up, there was one thing that uh, I thought was really intriguing about Adam's conversation there. We'll have that for you next as we head down the stretch of this edition of The Opening Drive on 101 ESPN.
3: You're back to The Opening Drive podcast on 101 ESPN.
2: Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers.
9: If I could go back and and know what I know now, I would have done that shot. I would have done those shots a month ago. You know, I would have. And uh, that would have made a big difference. But, man, I've just been, I've just, I've seen it too much. I've been through, I've grinded through injuries before and came out on the positive side. And I tried to do it. And I just, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to.
5: Adam Wainwright joining us in his last segment here on 101 ESPN, trying to battle through inflammation in his shoulder without substantial i e shots medical help, and now he got the shots, and the shoulders feeling great, and he is ready to bounce back and hopefully be the pitcher that he thinks he can be he could have called me about that shot I'd have told him to take that as soon
6: a s a p mm. we used to line up uh-huh <laughs> pre game yeah,
5: that used to be an October it was yeah, yep, that used to be an October ritual. Yeah. Back in the day, baseball I don't think allows it anymore actually. Good, good times. But man. it's it's really interesting when you uh when you get behind the scenes of that 6 team that all of a sudden got mm. healthy for the playoffs. Hey man. Yeah. Uh, shots may have had something to do with it. What problem. does it
1: feel like? Oh, Is it just instant?
6: It's like um you don't feel no pain. Really? Yeah, but until one You feel 1 like do you
1: feel like you could like run through a brick Probably. wall? Probably. I mean, it takes it so if you have
6: you? if you have soreness, <laughs> if you're dealing with something aching painful mm. it just kind of subsides for yeah. about 6 to 8 hours oh, that's but nice. that 1 a.m. Mm-hmm.
5: well hopefully a.m. yeah hopefully waine will come back and i don't think this was toradol i think yeah. it was an anti-inflammatory but hopefully he'll be able to come back and be the pitcher that he was For most of last year, and I get a kick out of the people that say, oh, he should have retired after last year, number one, trying to make up his mind about his life for him. But the other part of it is, is that he did throw 190 innings last year with an earned run average below three and a half. It wasn't like he was terrible. How thrilled would people be if you added a pitcher this year that had a three-and-a-half ERA and gave you 190 innings? Just one guy, yes. right?
1: <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Very
5: excited. That yeah. would
1: be amazing. It, you hope for the best. And I think some people, because we already got some text messages coming in, like, oh, he's tell him he's stealing from the organization. Thing. Yes. It's so crazy to me that that's still continuing mm-hmm. to come in. I understand. I think we all understand what well, has happened with Ueno this season. Can I we, make a
5: quick point here, yes, Brooke, and I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt. But one thing that we all have to recognize is that there has to be a stupidest person in the world. Mm. Uh, a, yeah. There mm.
6: does. Okay. There's some dumb, dumb takes that people have, yeah. dumb, dumb, dumb ideas.
5: Yeah. Yeah, you know. dumb dumps.
6: I'm not saying that <laughs> that, that person is, no, but you're saying that there, there has, has to be a person that is. Yeah. Yes. The if you feel like that there is. has to be a worst doctor. You don't want to find that problem. No. <laughs> Let's not. I don't want to be No, I don't want to. Have, have you, I've had multiple surgeries and so you know when I go in like if it's my shoulder, I have to put an X mm-hmm. on that shoulder like no. I write no on the whole I wrote it all over my arm. Yes, yes on this arm because you know there there are people that go in for surgery and come out and have surgery on the wrong knee. Wrong shoulder. Blues, wrong. Blues had a guy that uh, oh had that God. with his wrist. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, oh, I, yeah. I, I, they, I take a marker and make sure they give you one. Now, and hey, yep. I write no. No, it's not great.
5: Yeah. Uh,
1: yep. yep. That was that was, a, that was something that happened, huh?
5: Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we've got a balloon party coming up. Cardinals with a day game today, and we're going to talk about that tomorrow morning. Tomorrow is Thursday, so Greg Amzinger will also join us, hopefully, here on the opening drive. We have the lineup. Uh, we do. You gotta want to run we're, through it. We have got a minute to run through it. Let's do it. We're, we're going to play the lineup bro- game. But
1: I, I already ruined it.
5: Grimsley, yeah, go ahead. Just, just give us, just give give us the us lineup because I got to get off early because I got to interview Dearborn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 okay, hold on. Let me pull it. Up. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm
5: going <laughs> 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 <I'm, I'm, I'm, laughs> to.
1: I didn't have it ready right this minute. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. Uh, oh, so let's say
5: a great job by Matthew Rocchio today. Pleasure. Okay.
1: Here we go. All right. All right. I was nervous. Okay. Dylan Carlson is going to get another start in center field. Do you want like the full lineup rundown? please. Donovan is your DH. Goldschmidt, first base. Lars Newbarn, left field. Aronado third base. Gorman, second base. Herrera is your catcher. Burleson, and right field. DeYoung is your shortstop. And Carlson is your center fielder.
5: Who who let off? Vernon Donovan. 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 Okay, good. Duany. Carlson. Carlson, and center. Great job, Brooke. Thank you.
1: Yes. I was nerve wracking.
5: Yeah, it was tough. <laughs> CD? My man. Hey, we appreciate you tuning in, texting in, and being a part of the show. For all of us, until tomorrow morning at 7, have a great day, St. Louis. That's right.
3: You're back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN.
2: Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers.